This episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language, and a discussion of the socio-historical impacts of the perfidious English. Viewer discretion's advised. <laughs> And welcome to the unnamed fuckstick vidscreen podcast. <laughs> My name is Brian, and I will be your keeper for this adventure. Uh, let's go around and introduce our players. I don't know if you uh, paid attention to the last episode, uh, but we'll do a recap in just a second. Uh, starting at my right here... Oh, by the way, just a little technical note. Uh, we are recording in a different space. Uh, our player Tom and his lovely wife have made their apartment available to us. So if it sounds a little bit different, it's because I suck at my job, but also because we're in a different space. So uh, we're going to go around and introduce the players and the characters. So what I'll get you guys to do is I'm going to get you guys to say your name, your character name, and then a statement in character, dating my character is like... And finish that. So, Alex? Hi, my name is Alex Collins. Uh, the character I'm playing is Theobald, who is a seven-year-old spotted tortoise <laughs> that's been left in a hangar bay as somebody was trying to smuggle turtles in the system. Uh, unfortunately, that person got picked up by the space police, and so now Theobald's in a very small, dark container. <laughs> Do you have a character sheet for this one as well? Maybe. One of these days, I'm going to call your fucking bluff, and you're going to have to fucking play with this shit. Asshole. Uh, all right, my name's Alex Collins. I'm playing Piotr Gaius Maitland. He's a 63-year-old uh, grad student. He's an assistant associate adjunct tutor, bracket probationary bracket, in the field of historical astroeconomics. Uh, and right now, he has just gone through a bunch of shit. And dating my character, dating uh, Mr. Gaius Maitland, uh, is kind of like dating the Crypt Keeper from the 90s show that I can't remember. Because? Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Because he's old as fuck. That's (laughs) Excellent. Or like another version of that show that's not a copyright ripoff. Yeah, yeah. The the non-copyright version. That's fine. We can say stuff. We can name things. Mm -hmm. It's only when I start blatantly stealing from them that we're going to get sued. There was that kid show. Well, there was a there was a cockroach and a slug. Oh that fuck told. me! Oh shit! That's what was that called? That's not a great name for a kids show. The cockroach. Yeah, fuck me. No, you, you yeah. didn't watch fuck me. <laughs> it was a French show. It was about a seal. I, I would what are you say, talking about? if you know what I'm talking about, I'd say Piotr is more like that slug. He is well, that worm. Slug wasn't the slug was charismatic. <laughs> but really disgusting. But very disgusting. I'm That's like true. I'm looking at my character sheet and I don't even have anything to say against you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Piotr's not, he's not got the riz, as the kids say. It's true. All right, Tom? Yeah, my name is Tom Kenny. I am playing Sadar Lift Como. I am a retired Reaper, or close approximation, a Marine. So I am a veteran, and as such, I'm treated with no respect um, on the streets, living a hard life. But, as Lift would like to say, everything is, you know... For the most part, all right. As long as there's a pocket round and Doug to keep you company. And dating Lyft. Man, probably like dating Sherlock Holmes, but if Sherlock Holmes got distracted by every detail rather than focused by it. (laughs) Yeah. ADHD Holmes. Yeah, ADHD Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Catherine? Alrighty. Um, My name is Catherine, and I am playing 
Faith Juno Angevin, a figurehead for the Church of His Light, who's pretty self-involved and has really been rethinking her position within the church and socially, especially through that last episode, and has made a few extra fumbles recently. Uh, However, dating Juno Angevin would be like being a personal assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just, did you just reveal some very deep lore backstory about Percy and, uh, and Juno? Did you say a Percival assistant? A Percival (laughs) assistant. (laughs) Yes. Uh, likely chance he'll be shot in the head at some point in time. Um, Really weird innuendo. (laughs) I can already see the fan art. I don't want any fan art. Please no fan art. All right. Thank you, Catherine. If you're done, sorry. If you want to talk about boning Percival some more, that's fine too. Percival and Juno have never boned (laughs) and we're never going to bone. Of course not. Speaking of. (laughs) Why did you feel the need to specify that then? Well, obviously they're never in denial. Feels oddly hurtful towards Percival. Oh no, it's making it worse. I'm picturing Juno saying that as she's like wiping Percival's brains off of her face. She's like, we were never going to fuck. I just wanted you to know that. (laughs) Just little spurts of blood coming out. Never did, never were. (laughs) That's essentially what Catherine just did. (laughs) Such a beta. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Uh, Hey, my name's Leah and I am playing Glade Walker. Um, she is the ex-reaper with lots of masks and drives rich people around the city to get her money going on a date with Glade. Well, you don't really date Glade. You fuck once and then try to forget about her because there's just way too much going on behind that mask. <laughs> That's very grim. Hell yeah. No, I'm here for it. Fuckboy Glade. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's pour one out for fuckboy Glade. Incredible. It's got that stupid fucking mushroom haircut, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the mask is covering. <laughs> Somehow it all fits behind the mask. I want that fan art. If I want Clay, that fan art. If Clay talks about Andrew Tate, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> what color is your Bergotti anyways? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sweet. So we can get into a bit of a recap. Now, I wrote a recap. But uh, Catherine has assured me that <laughs> hers is better than anything I could even attempt. So uh, <laughs> let's go. I pride myself on being a note keeper for my D&D games and my tabletop games. Uh, <laughs> but in the moment, my notes seem really, really good. <laughs> but whenever I read them back, they maybe might be missing a little bit of uh, finesse. <laughs> so first off, I have... Uh, a list of some of our sci-fi bullshit names. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Just so we can keep track. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we have nano leather, which is what Glade's mask is made out of. Not bullshit. <laughs> it's a, kind of a bullshit name. <laughs> what part of it is nano? <laughs> it's very small it cows. It is unconscionable how many cows were killed, like tiny cows were killed to make your mask, actually. Makes it more luxury. <laughs> vid screen which is essentially a tv <laughs> it's a tv i called it tv several times um cred stick which is used like traveler che- traveler's checks exactly and then underneath i just have, have Amex. Amex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our playable characters uh we have glade woman average but <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just an average I like woman. How to in there, so you know average wasn't size. He's <laughs> <laughs> just an average person. <laughs> Nano leather mask, white slash silver butterfly, usually. Uh, <laughs> uh, sub point driving helmet, Daft Punk style. Retired Reaper, driver, sarcastic and angry, meanie in quotations, said by Tom. <laughs> I, mean, she I love how, like, mean. That's it. It's like, it's like, that was so bad in Catherine's book. She's like, I can't take responsibility for this. I need to make it clear. Even in my notes, Tom even in my that. notes is Tom. Look, I said he wouldn't want to date me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. Um, likes whiskey, neat 10 a.m. drinker. Yikes, also in quotations, by Tom. Glade-Blade, <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed, wrist style. Mm, Actually, right. that's going to help me out a little bit here. Yeah. Next off is Lift. We have a point that just says Doug. Yep. <laughs> Roommate spent all their money on booze. <laughs> yep. Um, however, he is very clean. Mm-hmm. Incredibly Truth so. Checks out. Yep. Um, uses pretentious language. <laughs> yep. Mm. Mm. Extremely good at throwing things. Unbelievable. And, <laughs> and attends Juno's talks and one-on-one -on -one counseling. I'm a religious man. No, I didn't. Good old Saul, man. Note that I didn't say didn't give your gender or that you yeah. were average or above <laughs> yeah. or below average. I'm, I am. You always got to comment on women's bodies. I, <laughs> I have failed, Wesley. <laughs> the most average. So Lyft is the most average looking dude. So it wasn't worth mentioning. I, I, in my mind's eye of of when Lyft is speaking, I imagine him built as if he was a forklift shaped certified. human. <laughs> like he's not, just not like certified, boxy. just forklift. He's, he's like boxy and his arms are always outstretched. Wow. <laughs> now we just learned something about how literal Catherine's brain is. Very literal. <laughs> Very literal. Very literal. I'll, I'll give you a drawing of Lyft. You know, have reference. <laughs> and it's just a Lego character. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually a forklift. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> um, and um, unfortunately, I was so busy dying of laughter for all of Piotr's scenes. I have no notes. <laughs> it's, it's actually totally in keeping for Piotr. So. <laughs> I have no notes that, yeah, I just, I can't keep it together during Piotr's scenes. Hell yeah. Because Piotr, the only impression that he makes on people is derision. <laughs> <laughs> Been uh. 43 years of being ignored so far. It's, Piotr can keep it going for another couple. <laughs> those, those are, I mean, I have notes about some of the other people, but... Those are excellent. I love those notes. If you want, I can go over... Please do an yeah. actual recap okay. now. So... I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible because, uh, you know, time is money and I like and we're making buttloads of it, right? Buttloads. So much money off of Bugatti. Those. All right. Uh, Glade Walker owes 60K for a recent cybernetic implant. Can't pay due to a job for the Scotsman going south. Uh, Reapers, Gate Sex, and the Jesuits of Christ made your life very noisy and full of bullets for a while. 
Uh, your cargo, a man named Peter, was killed by you, Glade, uh, after seeing your face and maybe recognizing it. Uh, Reapers then caught up with the car and melted it into slag as you escaped into fleeing crowds. Lift pickpocketed a few credits for him and Doug, his roomie. During his therapy sesh, he had flashbacks to his life as a Reaper before getting a message to meet his former SO in the locks, and then finding out he was a wanted man because... Peter Maitland. Sorry, wait, his SO? SO. His significant other? Superior officer. CO? Oh, is it CO? Commanding officer CO. Sorry. You know what? No. You have to roll with it now. You're absolutely right. He met his SO. (laughs) Sorry, he got a message from his former fuck buddy uh, in the locks. And who's also his commanding officer. Actually, you know what? That's, you know, I think a really important thing as a game master, as a runner, whatever system is, you can't make important choices for your character. Is Admiral Colin or Knox a former fuck buddy or a current fuck buddy? <laughs> Liv's forgotten a lot of things, <laughs> but you never forget an ass like that. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right. Uh, finding out he's wanted man because uh, Piotr Maitland received a message hinting that his father's work was a lie, was offered wealth and status if he stole a book from Usagicity. Yes, Alex, Usagicity, not Unigicity. So you sent me in your backstory. The Librum Dementi was the name of the book. Uh, you did so barely escaping as both Reapers and Jesuits descended in the library, seemingly after the same prize. Uh, you used the gunfight to escape, but not before a man with a intense scar on the side of his face saw you dive through a window i believe there's something about the spiritual exercises of saint ignatius of loyola in there somewhere there was indeed 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 faith juno angevin uh you berated your assistant as usual gave your speech to the reapers uh, had your one-on-one with lift and were driven by glade to both dinner where you got riggedy riggedy wrecked and uh your speech at a vigil where you got uh riggedy riggedy it went bad. It went badly. It doesn't matter. Uh, hell yeah. She, you were, <laughs> you were driven home to find Percival at the mercy of a gunman, also with a crazy scar on his face, probably unrelated, uh, who revealed that your finances had been compromised due to the light fingers of said assistant. And then Percival was executed in front of both Glade and Juno. But... You don't need to take my word for it. Let's see what GC News host Sigourney Ellen has to say about previous episode. Welcome to GC News, the only source you trust to tell you everything you need to know about what's happening all along the Promethean Highway. I'm your host, Sigourney Ellen. Here's a look at our top stories. City under siege. Gate City is on edge due to mounting violence. Gateset Captain Francesca Morlani has issued a statement pinning a deadly firefight in the Nexus market on gang violence and offered her sincere thanks to USC Reapers. Naval forces were in the area, and thanks to their intervention, civilian casualties were kept to a minimum. Sadly, a gate technician by the name of Peter Tenebris lost his life in the crossfire. The locks locked down. GateSec has restricted access to the locks due to suspicions that the criminals responsible for the gunfight at Usagicity are based in the slums. Residents of the locks are organizing a protest, stating that collective punishment has been outlawed in civilized society for almost a millennia. Oh, Juno. Faith Juno Angevin, the controversial preacher many consider to be the mouthpiece for the church of his light, arrived extremely intoxicated to the vigil honoring the (laughs) four-year anniversary of the Shinjitsu tragedy. 
Her speech has been charitably referred to as a drunken ramble, but also <laughs> accurately described as starting a riot. Gatesack is still trying to call the class. We'll return with more after these messages. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Have you ever mined asteroids in deep space? Weeks away from help or resupply, only to have the company swap out your co-pilot for some unknown reason at the last second. You've been out there for months when the madness kicks in and he comes at you with a knife. You wrestle the knife out of his hands and now it's just the two of you tumbling around in zero G. His big, strong hands trying to find their way around your throat. <laughs> you finally break his grip as the two of you smash into a bulkhead. And your lips touch just for a second. <laughs> but that second feels like eternity. <laughs> now, it's ten years later, and he says he doesn't know where the passion went in your relationship. <laughs> but he's sure you can get it back. And you say, don't give up, Poochiekins. It isn't always going to feel like sunshine and rainbows. We can work this out. And then you start exploring the dark fringes of your collective sexuality, establishing a zero-G sex commune at the edge of civilized space, a judgment-free zone that is so far removed from society, it's like you're trying to hide yourself from the face of God due to the unrepentant debauchery that comprises your very existence. Brian, what the fuck well, is going on? that's what it feels like to fly a Dunwich. <laughs> <laughs> the new Dunwich Unlimited Compensator Base model starting at 95 million credits Speak to your financial institution About financing today Was a car ad? <laughs> it's always a car ad It's always a car ad I Holy live shit. for the these. Dunwich Compensator the Compensator, yeah <laughs> Can I make that my ring? <laughs> we will start with Juno and Glade the gunshot still ringing out. Your ears still ringing. This is a real tonal shift after that ad. I recognize that. Uh, <laughs> it's a real fucking gear shift. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. Juno, your face is splattered with blood and bone and brain. What are you guys doing? We were never going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have to compose myself. Was that... What did you do? What did you do? How... He... I forgave him. You don't understand. You did. And now, his soul will be at rest. Yeah... I'm gonna go now. Don't... You can't leave me. You can't leave me here with this maniac. Sorry, lady, I'm out. Glade uh, no, turns go, and starts go, running go, towards go, the car, go, go. knowing that, fuck, she needs to stay low-key after what happened earlier that day. Alrighty, so Glade, Glade gets out of there. No attempt to stop you uh, as you, you go to leave. He just slowly, after watching Glade leave very carefully and waiting a few beats, seemingly still keeping the corpse of Percival kind of propped up in front of him until he's satisfied that Juno is far enough, drops the corpse to the floor with this resounding thud. It kind of shakes the entire room. I don't know if, if Juno would be looking at the corpse or not. Uh, would she be able to tear her eyes away from it, or would she be specifically trying to not look at it? I think she's just straight eye contact with the, with the scar-faced man. He has his gun out, 
um, but it's lowered. He's not pointing it at you. He pulls out a little handkerchief and, you know, kind of starts casually wiping some of the blood off of his face. Uh, And you notice there are older bloodstains in the hem of the jacket that he's wearing, Uh, not from Percival. At least you can assume not from Percival. He says, Faith, you need not mourn for a soul that will now eternally enjoy the light. And he pulls his jacket aside, puts his pistol away. What these people have found could compromise your usefulness to soul's vision for humanity. We've been happy to support you financially because your speeches, the message that you will convey is very helpful as a first step in bringing people to us. But if it becomes known that we've been supporting you this whole time, you should not worry but the fate of Percival's soul. You should be worried about your continued usefulness to us. And he takes one step forward, his eyes just focused on you. He's torn between being extremely angry and wanting to push forward, but also vulnerable and and not entirely in control of herself and kind of moving backwards. Tenjin, forgive me. I never meant for any of this. I'm so sorry. What do you know about true faith? What do you know about truth? You and I have never met before, and I have been an integral part, reaching to every corner of this church. Where did you come from? You are, you are truly a cornerstone of the Church of His Light. And much as you sacrifice humility and you sacrifice your ability to abstain from connection to this material world, and he just kind of gestures to the opulence uh, that you two are surrounded with, I sacrifice living in his light. The enemies of God live in darkness, and so I pursue them in darkness. Juno's just shaking her head as you're talking. Now now breaking eye contact, looking at the floor. Just shaking. As you look down at the floor, you just see an increasingly large pool of blood leaking out of Percival's corpse. We require that you clean up the mess that this unfortunate soul, forgiven now as he is, created for you and for all of us. Otherwise, and he looks pointedly down at the body and then just shrugs and moves to leave. I let him leave. That's nice of you. I There's nothing she's seen what lengths he will go to and she's in not a space to to stop him but just as he is just about to leave just about to step out the door she uh she turns and she says who hurt you who put you here and why why do you hold such hatred for those you could help those 
in the dark need a hand, need a light to shine on them. They are not lost. They just need grace. They just need soul to find them. They are just lost. And I would like to uh, make a psychoanalysis roll. Okay, interesting. So you're, are you trying to get a read on this guy or are you trying to like fix him? I'm trying to fix him. You're trying to fix him. I'm trying to like, I don't, I don't think, do you know, I don't think I'm in the space to try and get a read, but what she knows is to work with people and to help people who are lost. Gotcha. I would say, I'll let, I'll let you make a psych, yeah, make a psychoanalysis roll. Okay, that's a hard success. On a hard success, he stops uh, just as he's leaving the room and he turns to look at you with this radiant expression on his face. And exactly in that moment, because you got a hard success, you realize he feels zero remorse for what he has done. Okay. And he just turns to you and he says, is he not saved? He received forgiveness and then was sent into his light before further sin could tarnish his soul. I, much like yourself, am also in the business of salvation. See to your affairs, Faith, Juno, Angervin, and we will be in touch shortly. And then he bows his head to you, respectfully, very respectfully, and then leaps. Fuck. <clears throat> That's a swear, he says, and bursts in through the window and kills you. <laughs> Get yourself together. You have to get yourself together. We have to clean this up. We have to... We have to move on. We have to move forward. And we have to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Okay. Let soul guide me. Alrighty. Corpse rapidly cooling on your living room floor. We're going to leave Juno there for now. Piotr, where last we left off, Piotr had leapt through a glass window... Very old crypt keeper levels of fuckability we've established. What is Piotr doing? Piotr wakes up and pushes off the pile of disused textbooks he's been sleeping under yet again. <laughs> Sits up and tries to prevent himself from screaming like he screams every morning and hits his head on the desk that he's been sleeping under in the disused study room. Except this time there's a lot of blood in the disused textbooks and there's one or two anatomy textbooks in there that he's been trying to look up exactly how fucked up he is in. And he kind of limps over. I will say, we're picking up pretty much right where we left off. Not necessarily right where we left off. It might have been a couple of hours, but it wouldn't have been an entire night. Like, we're not at, like, a new day, necessarily. Okay. So, I mean... I mean, 63 only sleeps two and a half hours a night anyway. Yeah, right? fair enough. Fair the rest enough. of the time, it's just getting up to pee. Um, <laughs> so, he, he gets up after a short rest, which I assume, I think, is a thing in Call of Cthulhu, right? Yeah, for sure. If you're yeah. a warlock in Call of Cthulhu, you get your spells left. Yeah, back. okay. Excellent. Uh -huh. Okay, cast Fireball. Obviously, um, yeah. And he's going to go over to the uh, vid screen hooked up to the information terminal in the study room, and he's going to open uh, Space Tour there. For sure. Space Tour, the... Galactinet. Galactinet, yes. So Galactinet is a buzz uh, with all these things. There's a lot of talk about uh, immediately kind of analyzing the gunfight at Usagicity, uh, the gunfight in the Nexus market, you know, and it's a lot of like, they're not telling us everything, you know, and there's increasingly wild theories as to what's going on, uh, you know, kind of up to and including a conspiracy of lizard people who lives in the, you know, sewage tunnels of Gate City. You 
Is there something specifically that Piotr is looking for? Yeah, he's going to go to his messages and he's going to go into the folder labeled revenge and slash or really good porn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's going to pull up the message he got from yesterday or early that morning saying that his father's research is a lie. He's going to drag that over to another message chain, which consists of 79 emails that have been sent to his father's old email address at uh, the Elysian um, Technical Institute. And he's going to copy and paste the text of that message and hit send. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. And the only thing he's going to add to it is a subject line that says, I know. And then hair dye, grain alcohol, grain alcohol, hair dye. Exactly. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. As Pyodor is there, another message pops up from your friend, this fellow academic who set you this task, uh, who just says, I can only assume that was you. If you have the book, you need to get off of that station as quickly as possible. You need to go to ground. And then another one pops in very shortly after and says, get off the campus, they're coming. Pyotr takes the half bottle of grain alcohol that's left, pats the information station on its head. Mm-hmm. The no, there's, there's a fully human head. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yep. So he pats it on the head that's only there to be pat. Um, <laughs> and he says, thanks, girl. And he pours the bottle of grain alcohol all over the information station. Sparks fly up bit of smoke comes out of it the human head coughs Peter turns around and thinks he's going to do the cool guy thing where he walks away and then tosses like a lit cigarette over and then realizes that um it's uh, still off hours for the janitor so we can't actually get into the room yet so he's just going to kind of wait by the door <laughs> until the janitor which is actually there. a thought i had when you said that he only sleeps for two and a half hours and then gets up to pee because we've established that he can't get out of that room until the janitor <laughs> opens the door so where is there a bucket or is it just a big it's, bottle it's just empty bottles of grain alcohol. empty bottles yeah. of grain alcohol okay excellent sometimes right. he gets them confused that's no good you luckily though his urine is mostly alcohol anyways yeah. So reduce, reuse, recycle. Hell yeah. yeah. Would I, would Piotr have maybe left himself a way of getting out just knowing the deep shit that he was in? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, yeah. the door is a little bit cracked. Uh, and so, uh, Piotr can, uh, step out and then try and throw that cigarette over his shoulder. He just fucking misses. Um, and that was his only cigarette. So <laughs> he kind of stands there for a little bit, looking kind of desultory and walks off. I assume the janitor sees this and just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> you can't keep throwing. You know what? It's fine. Godspeed. Godspeed, Piotr. Thanks, Dave. It's Daryl. That's fine. Okay. Um, where is Piotr heading? Uh, Piotr is going to head down to the market, um, and he's going to try to find a way off station here. Not gotcha. super savvy. Not really great at the traveling thing. Um, he's done it a little bit, but not enough to know anybody that he can call. So he's just going to go down to the market and see what he can find. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a, actually roll a D 100 and let me know how that compares to your credit score. Okay. It's a 51. You want to relate to my credit score? Mm Mm-hmm. So everything is above my credit score. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I remembered that correctly. Uh, you find a couple of people who would have been willing to smuggle you off of the station and they will offer you like a price, a price which would be very reasonable for being smuggled off the station. But Piotr obviously 
zero credits or very, very few credits to his name, and they're not accepting the one moon boot that I presume that he uh, he's trying to barter with. Um, it's also tough because he's only kind of walking in a circle one way, <laughs> one moon boot line. Makes sense, makes sense. Um, there is a thought that I will I'll inject into Piotr's brain. There is one person who has shared the location of their habitat with Piotr, and that is your fellow lecturer, who you admittedly have mixed feelings about, Lift. You know, he is in the locks, and a lot of people in Gate City, and I feel like especially given some of Piotr's extracurricular activities, would know that the locks is where you go if you don't want to be found, essentially. Does Piotr know where Ian lived? <laughs> where, P- where Ian lived? Yeah. Uh, make a luck check for me. Sure. Uh, that is not good. That is not good. No, no. Piotr okay. has no idea where Ian lived. All Believe right. it or not, never shared that information with you. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn shame. Okay, Piotr will head towards Lyft's house. All right, heading towards the locks. Glade. Glade has bailed, running away. What's Glade doing? So Glade would run out the door, run to the car, gets inside, sits down, and is like, oh, fuck. Why the fuck didn't I leave sooner? Jesus Christ. This happens every time with a damn fucking drive mask on. She pulls off her nano leather mask. And puts on her drive helmet and uh, starts up the car and is about to drive away. And she's like, oh, damn, do I leave her? No, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. I need to stay low key. I just witnessed a murder. Oh, shouldn't. Almost got lucky with her, though. No, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right. Jeez, silly thought. All right. Puts in a drive. Drives off. Wakely goes in Faith Juno's car. Uh, where Where is Glade going? I will drive to, say, the market. Okay. Someplace I can leave the car anonymously. Yeah, totally. And then get out and go to my home. Where does Glade live? That's a great question. That is a great Ryan. question. <laughs> <laughs> Where doesn't Glade live? <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, Glade, uh, real estate tycoon, has properties everywhere. Um, the locks is where a lot of people who pursue extra legal careers will tend to live. It's easy to do business there. You can find a lot of contraband. That you, It's a little bit harder to find everywhere else in the station. Yeah, I say Glade kind of has this pretty shitty apartment in the locks. For sure, keeps it tries to keep rent really low because doesn't really want to spend money on that. Totally, better things to spend the money on, save it. Um, so yeah, gotcha. Uh, so heading back to the locks as well. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, lift. Yes. Uh, <laughs> can you give me that yes just right into the mic? I just want. Yes. Wonderful. That's it. That's the good stuff. That's what uh, all three and a half of our listeners are going to mm-hmm. kind of show mm-hmm. up for. Lyft, we, you've learned you were a wanted man. Uh, you started to head back towards the locks. Uh, however, a memory pops into your head. You told Doug that you had left the credits that you had got back at the apartment, mm-hmm. but 
you realize that that was not really an option for you because the locks had been locked down. You realize you meant to do that, uh, but unfortunately, didn't quite work. No, that makes a great deal of sense. No, I would have skipped it. I'm not a lawbreaker. Intentionally. <laughs> All right, so if Doug needs to survive, then I naturally need to go and deposit the sticks back at the apartment. So I could intersect Doug on his path back to the apartment and walk him home safely with my rocks in my pocket. For sure. I will aim to do so. All right. Uh, you are heading back towards the locks it's worth noting there's only one entrance that is considered the official entrance to the locks the locks not officially being fit for human habitation the locks is, is basically where all of the 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 machinery that keeps skate city running operates as such there are parts of the locks that you don't want to stay too close for close to because you know radiation is kind of leaking off of it chemicals like that kind of thing for that reason that's you know a lot of the gate city admin gate sec will look the other way uh, to the habitations that have been set up within the locks just because the reality being that the workforce needed to maintain like a space station the size of gate city you know the, to provide actual habitation for all of them is obviously a logistical logistical nightmare so they solve the problem much like we do in resort towns or you know everywhere else by just not paying attention to it and hoping for the best the so there is only one official access that is basically a road that leads to to the locks as you're approaching it uh you do see that gate sec has set up a cordon and they are checking the ident chips of everyone going through i would say that lock or not locks, right? Lyft would absolutely know there are multiple possible ways in. Mm-hmm. Just none of them being the safest option. All right. Do I see a particularly inebriated old man making his way through the crowd? You, uh, just as you're approaching, how close is Doug getting to the cordon? Lyft's thoughts in this moment are that if they're looking for him, they would potentially know that he has scooped up this urchin off the streets and he doesn't want to risk that for Doug's benefit. So I would say if Doug is more than 100 meters out of the cordon, uh, Lyft would intercede. Gotcha. What is Lyft's spot hidden check? What's, What's his skill? I think I'm actually quite good at that. Yeah, um, 50. Okay, 50. So 50, I I won't make you roll for it. I'll say you do spot Doug uh, just as GateSec is scanning his ident chip. That's just, uh, you know, on on everybody, it's kind of just like under your collarbone. You know, they kind of look and there's this moment where they, you know, they're just kind of like reading it. Then they just wave him through and he gets through to the locks. I carefully slide the tiny rock I had prepared to throw at them back in my pocket. It's their one weakness. <laughs> Everyone feeble to rocks. Shiny ones. Uh, all right. So if Doug has made it through safely, then there's no reason for me to go through there. I will take one of the more secretive entrances to the do- to the, uh, the locks. Um, you know, one that I may have learned about through my thieving activities. For sure. Um, I would say there are a couple of options. There are some that are safer, that are kind of more well-known. And then there are some that are very 
unsafe, but that are less well-known. How's Lyft rolling the dice on this particular one? Lyft would opt for the safest option because of instinct from the time when he was in the Marines and he was taking care of people's lives. Safety came first. For sure. Even though the the actual memories there, the instincts are there. The instinct would remain. So, and... Quite frankly, Lyft has this unshakable belief that if something was in his path, he would be able to overcome it with the shiny rocks. Of course. Yes. All grown boy needs. Indeed. You, yeah, okay, so Lyft, Lyft makes his way. There is, so I said previously that uh, motor vehicles were not the primary way that goods are moved around Gate City, which is true. I didn't lie about that because that would make no sense. But what the way that goods are actually moved through Gate City is through essentially like vacuum tubes. So just like high pressure vacuum tubes, goods are loaded up in cylinders and they're just kind of shot, like fired around the station to wherever they need to go for the most part. The locks being kind of the mechanical hub of of Gate City, you know that there is a way you have to cross one of these vacuum tubes. It's probably the safest way other than going outside, right? Going into space, uh, which don't presume that Lyft has a, a vac suit with him. I'm not readily prepared for that, no. Um, but you know that the Gate City's bustling. There's always something going on. So these tubes are just like firing cargo pretty pretty regularly and it takes a lot of timing and skill to be able to make that jump without getting seriously fucked up as you you approach it you notice there it is basically just kind of like this maintenance hatch there are no gate sec operatives or reapers in the neighborhood that you can see that's very good news all right well if it is the only way back is there any particular way i have of slowing down the flow of cargo or interrupting it in some way that I could clear myself more space? Or is it really just kind of eyeballing it based on what I see? Uh, I would say it's possible. You would have to... You could give me a sysops check or uh, potentially a tech repair. If you could give me a tech repair check. I would rather do sysops if I have an option. Yeah, for sure. I'd say either or. Perfect. Here we go. Uh, We're going to look because you are what you're attempting to do here is you're attempting to basically kind of like splice into Mm -hmm. the programming that's running, basically like allocating all these packages to like which tube and you're you're trying to create a gap Mm -hmm. so that, you know, you have like more of a, a way of kind of jumping across. So we're looking for a hard or better success on this. It's not a hard success. It's just a success. Just a success. Okay. Two things you could do. You could either you could Bend luck. I don't know how close you are to a hard success. I'm not very close. My, or yeah. you could try to push the the roll. However, I don't think it's worth it. Okay. I don't think it's worth it. So seeing now that I'm, I'm in, um, I'm going to realize that this is far beyond my skill and rely on more natural talents, such as eyeballing it. And we're just going to send it, you know, it's sure. the safest way. I don't have a spacesuit. I need to go home and make sure everything's taken care of and then go to the safe zone where I have all my gear. Excellent. Could you roll to send it, please? Roll your send it skill. Okay. Uh, what actually that is. I mean, actually, man, I was, I was being a shit. But uh, could you do make a spot hidden check for me? All right. And make a dexterity check for me. So the spot hidden check is a failure. A failure. Okay. Yes, it didn't quite get below that 50 mark. 
And what was the other one? Uh, the other one will be a dexterity. Now we were looking for a regular success. We're now looking for a hard success. All right. We have a hard success. Hard fucking success. We do. You you are looking uh, into this this dark shaft. You basically open up this maintenance tunnel, and you hear. You just leap across, and just like bullet time style, as you're you're kind of leaping into this tunnel, you look down, and you see this cargo cylinder just bearing down on you, but you manage to make it uh, just into the the crevice of the other access uh, tunnel, or the other access hatch on the other side, just as this thing goes right past you. And you have made it into the locks. Huge. Huge. Phenomenal. Amazing. Piotr, trying to get into the locks. I he tries to explain to the guard again, and he goes, no, you, you don't understand, that's an academic emergency. I need to get in there for the betterment of all mankind. Now, I would say that Piotr would know that he's at least a little bit wanted uh, because you would have seen the news broadcast, uh, you know, back in the study room. And Piotr's realizing that as Mm. he's talking to the guard (laughs) and he's kind of worried about it. I see. So now he's trying to read this along. Gotcha. So the the guard who you're talking to uh, seems kind of bored. Uh, it's just, you know, kind of, yeah, academic emergency. Okay, that's, yeah, that's really good. Okay. Go ahead and make a fast talk check for me. That is a hard success. Hard success. Hell yeah. You had to happen to you sometime when you roll a dice on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can do more than hard fail. Um, 99 is the best, right? That's how it's, I mean, it's literally almost the most you can roll in a D100. Don't uh, even joke about that. <laughs> I'm still so upset. To be fair, I think we've had Glade, whose drive skill is quite high, and you, whose persuade skill, I'm pretty sure you're both at like 90 or somewhere near there, near there for it, both roll above 90 on like pretty crucial checks, which is hilarious to me. In any case, you can see one of the other gate sec uh, operatives kind of over his shoulder is actually like, you know, kind of like scanning other ident chips and uh, does a double take at you and, and turns his head. But then as you keep, what's the word? I don't know, proselytizing? That's not the word. Anyway, fuck it. I don't give a shit. The, you can see the, the gate sec operative your investment in my character development is just fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> mattering. It could be mattering. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this type of real method acting. Fair. Fair. Okay. <laughs> the you can see the this other officer uh, is starting to recognize you. You you succeeded. How does Piotr finally manage to convince the board officer in front of him to let him through before this other officer? Uh, puts together that he is the the wanted man. Uh, Piotr pulls out like a data pad and starts. You've heard of historical astroeconomics, correct? You know the the, the study of of astrally and historically scarce resources. It works immediately. The guy's like, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're good to go. You're good to go. Piotr and- walks away and goes, "Fucking jocks, they never listen." <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And Piotr walks into the locks, and he's going to head towards uh, where he knows um, jump or or push or <laughs> drops houses. One of those. Verb. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the verbs. Lifts Hab not too, too far from the entrance to the locks. Uh, you pull up. What, what is what is Lifts? 
like kind of apartment building situation is it an apartment building is it like a flat above a shop like what's the deal i like to think that it's a flat above a shop all right i do because it would give lift a way to actually fence his things above a pawn shop yeah yeah i'm into it yeah. i'm here for it there's a place in calgary called sharkies i'm gonna name this place minnow <laughs> i'm here for it okay <laughs> um above minnow the minnow pawn shop uh closed for uh renovations they're actually adding a, a toilet it used to just be a hole in the floor that like poured into the locks mm -hmm. water supply um you come in you basically kind of you know go up the i'm imagining just some like you know shitty recessed door that leads up like a dingy staircase and there's like two apartments and the other one you know you just um and you know that lift's apartment is the other one Okay, first I'm going to knock on the one that's making uh, sounds and yell at them to keep it down. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to knock on the other one. Excellent. As you, you knock on the uh, the first door, the door opens, and this, like, hulking brute covered in tattoos with very obvious scars that show uh, cybernetic enhancement, like surgery, with a gun in his hand, just kind of like, you got the stuff? His eyes twitching, um, and he's pale and sweaty. Have you ever heard of the light of Saul, sir? The oh, fucking missionaries. Fuck off, dude. Right, Fuck have off. a good day. Okay. I close the door and I go the other way. <laughs> Excellent. You knock on the door and you hear, who is it? I'm, I'm a, a colleague of um, uh, pulls, jumps, paddles, <laughs> rows, <laughs> ups. Lift, lift. I'm a colleague of lifts. <laughs> Go ahead and make a listen check for me. That is a success. A success. You hear a metallic thump against the door, which I would imagine Piotr, given some of his extracurricular activities, would recognize very easily as the sound of the barrel of a pistol being pushed against the door. And how do you know lift? So I'm going to guess from the timbre of your voice, you're unfamiliar with the concept of a job. I hate how right you are, but continue. Okay, so when one has a job, one is generally around other people with a job. It's just got jobs agglomerate, if you will. It's kind of fascinating if you get into the statistics of it in terms of who has a job and who doesn't have a job. I'm There's intrigued. actually a whole field about jobs versus non-jobs. There's jobs reports that come out. And jobs actually they impact the, the, the GDP of a particular space station. Intriguing. And GDP, I, what does that mean? Uh, gross domestic um, um, make things. Wonderful. That's very interesting. It is. And that's the type of, of things that Lyft and I will work on together uh, at our job, the job thing we have. Um, we, we tend to do the job, you know, sometimes Lyft does it, you know, once a year and I do it the whole year. And we're at the same um, position at the Unijesi uh, anyways. But that's OK. That's neither. May I come in? Hmm. Well, it seems like you are a keeper of untold knowledge. And I find myself curious. Oh, I'm happy to tell you. I do love learning. Go ahead and make a uh, persuade check with a bonus dice for me. Persuade is fast talk or persuade is persuade. Persuade is persuade. <laughs> persuade is economics. <laughs> persuade is persuade. You mean the economical persuasion. Cool. Uh, that is a uh, extreme success. Extreme what? success. Hell yeah. As you, yeah, you're, you're kind of waiting there. You hear, hmm, I do love learning things. You hear it. 
like four to 12 locks being undone. Uh, and then the door starts to open and stops because there's a chain and closes. Chain comes off. And the door opens. You see a slightly inebriated uh, man in a bathrobe and uh, tidy whitey's <laughs> bathrobe is open, holding a 38 in his <laughs> offhand. Another academic like lift. So Pyotr first off has to make sure he's not looking in a mirror. Um, and, <laughs> and once he realizes he's not, he goes, yes, uh, pleasure to meet you. My name's uh, Assistant Associate Adjunct to your uh, probationary um, uh, Maitland. But uh, you can call me Pyotr. I'm a, a colleague of Lyft's. I was hoping to uh, catch him to discuss um, business. Discuss some business. Well, my name is Doug. Pleasure to meet you, Doug. Pleasure. Pleasure. Please let it be known that they both just shook hands at the table. Of course. <laughs> they are gentlemen. It's called method. <laughs> Don't laugh at them. <laughs> uh, he says, wonderful, wonderful. Why, may, I, uh, may I offer you some uh, chicken-flavored protein packet? I would love some. Uh, if you could um, mix oh. in some gin. I am so happy you mentioned that, my friend. I know you are. You and I are going to get along famously. You seem Let like a man of culture. You. Allow me to assure you, I make the finest leftover soup, and I hope you enjoy uh, very soggy lettuce infused with juniper. I'll take it. Excellent. That sounds good to me. Excellent. Doug lets you into Lyft's apartment. We'll come back to Lyft. Lyft is not heading back to the apartment, I presume. Uh, not immediately, no. I, I need to go to the safe house first and gear up. Gotcha. So you're going, are you going to the safe house that uh, Admiral Knox directed you to? Indeed. I believe that's where I would keep most of my gear. You know, the dangerous stuff, not the rocks. Uh, yeah, for sure. We could say that. Yeah. As you are approaching, the, the safe house is in a, an abandoned apartment building. It's not very big. Like none of the, none of the, the habitations in the locks are particularly huge. Uh, this is kind of a three-story affair. You know the safe house is on the third story. Usually secure entrance. However, you noticed that the door has been broken open. Do I hear anybody inside? Make a listen check for me. Much better at talking. I mean, you can try to talk to hear people <laughs> <Hello>? inside. <laughs> try to echolocate. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a fail. I don't listen very well. Typical patriarchal man. Um, yeah, Shit. you... <laughs> you, yeah, you don't hear... All right. ...hear anything inside. Well, I will prepare one of the medium knives that I keep on my person and the small rock. Okay. Uh, and I will enter into the safe house. Gotcha. You make your way into the safe house. Uh, there is, there's it's obviously no elevator. There's kind of a mm -hmm. uh, pretty derelict looking stairway that you make your way up. As you get closer to the, the upper levels, you know that the safe house is basically the only room on the top floor and you smell gun smoke. All right, I will proceed a bit more quietly and put the rock away and produce one of my small knives instead of my big knife, instead of the rock. Gotcha, know. so medium knife, small knife? Medium knife, small knife. The small knife is for throwing, the medium knife is for cutting a throat. And we will proceed upstairs. Gotcha. You come up to the door and you see it has been smashed open. It has, it's kind of like closed naturally a little bit, but the, uh, the handle has been like totally broken off. You can see multiple footprints. But other than the clear signs of entry, there is no apparent personage awaiting my arrival. Didn't hear anybody. 
Perfect. I continue then. Open the door. Lift is intimately familiar with the smell of blood. Very much so, yes. And you notice it splash. This is not a very large space. Uh, You notice a spray of blood all over the back wall. There is, as you kind of enter enter this this room, it's kind of like a single room, uh, essentially a single room apartment. There is a uh, kitchen counter that kind of blocks your view of the rest of the floor as Lyft cautiously uh, enters and kind of comes around this kitchen counter. You see the corpse of Admiral Colonor Knox lying on the ground. Recognizably so. He's very clearly Admiral Knox. As you look closer, it's actually, it's not him at all. It just Thank looks God. It's very similar. I was similar. about to Scooby-Doo this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, all right. So it is Admiral Knox. Um, you got it. It is, it is Admiral Colin or Knox. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Step one. I look for any sort of information on the corpse pertaining to me lift. Without making you roll for it, you notice he is holding his portable data center in his hand. How was he killed? Uh, it looks like a single gunshot wound to the head. Was it in front of him or from behind? Uh, make a... It would, the exit wound would be. Yeah, no, the exit wound. Oh, yeah, okay, it would be in front of him. Yeah, 100%. That's pretty easy to spot. So easy. Oh, my God. All right. You're right. I'm sorry. So Leah shot a lot of people in the head. So someone, <laughs> someone broke in here. The admiral was seated. Is there any sign that he tried to defend himself? Is there a gun at his side that he dropped? Cradle didn't know the hand. Uh, there is a gun in a holster, like a pistol, but it doesn't look like it was drawn. So this was someone he knew then, presumably. There was no sign of defense. Noted. Great. Piecing things together. Nothing was taken. They didn't take the calm thing from his end? Are you... You gonna look around? I am gonna. I want my stuff. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make. There's no like investigate skill in Call of Cthulhu, which is annoying. That makes no sense. It doesn't make. As any the main sense. characters are yeah. called investigators. investigators. I, know, I know. I also feel like. It, I also feel like I would pretty intimately know this place. Yeah, for sure. Spot hidden. Well, yeah, I would say. I would Even say you can make. How a, we established the relationship between you and this guy previously, I'd say it'd be very intimate. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal butthole. Yes, the most phenomenal of buttholes. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a. Now spot. the second widest hole in this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, incredible! Yeah, go ahead and make a spot hidden check. With uh, I'm going to give you at least one bonus dice on this. Insane needed it uh that is phenomenal that is a so close to a hard success okay but it is just a success on a regular success it looks like nothing has been lifted on a on yeah regular success i'd say even close to a hard success as you are kneeling close to the body you notice that it looks like some of the blood around the the entry wound has been wiped away and there's an oil that almost seems to have been applied to the forehead. What? Like like lube? (laughs) (laughs) 
Roll for jealousy. <laughs> Only fuck I. The Admiral. I'm glad you know what lube is. Only I skull fuck the Admiral. How dare uh, you infringe on my private place like this? Uh, go ahead and make a a history check for me. Oh fuck. Sure. It's less than five percent. We did it! Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a success with a nine. The Holy entire shit. history of skull fucking just springs yeah, in exactly. <laughs> Lift is like, thank God I took that elective. Piotr <laughs> knew so much about this. Skull fucking 101. Um, you just, you know, kind of like trace your finger through it very, very lightly and you smell it. And for whatever reason, Lift has this memory of church. And you, on a, a regular success, I would say that Lyft has this uh, memory of something called, like, the anointing of the sick and dying. Oh, shit. Is the pattern, is there any sort of pattern to the oil? Because it would coagulate the blood differently. Did someone draw a cross on his forehead? Someone drew a cross on his forehead. Ah, see, being as smart as I am while also subsequently as dumb as I am has its benefits. All right. So a religious maniac killed the Admiral and knew where he was hidden. For sure. On a regular success as well, you would notice um, the hand terminal was uh, was shut off, the portable data center. Ah. But it's not broken. Intriguing. I will take that. Mm -hmm. I will take the portable data center. Um, and I would also like to, at this point, gather the rest of my gear if it's readily available to me and suit up. For sure. Yeah. So in here I should have had standard body armor, um, which is basically it. My pistol would have been kept here. Uh, Abrams uh, tank. No, just three grenades. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Collection of things that I can throw at people, including 10 MREs. The most deadly weapon. <laughs> I'd like to imagine, you know, you, you picture like, like lift, like putting on this armor and then, you know, opens up this crate and there's like the pistol and the grenades and like a, uh, like a little bin and he picks that up and moves it aside and there's MREs and he just starts stuffing those. <laughs> Good nutrition is very hard to come by. They're all just cabbage rolls. This is a good shit. This is of a, attack vest. This is like, this is like, like the United whatever. States Navy SEALs MREs. These are the best ones money can buy. Exactly. They're phenomenal. All right. So I'll suit up. I'll get my body armor on. Um, is there any sort of like homish comforts here? Like, is there a blind that I can tear off a window and throw it over the Admiral, at least in some form of respect? Highs or lows? Let's do highs. No. Shit. This is a uh, pretty, pretty bare bones. Pretty All right. Bare but bones there entire. was a kitchen. There was a kitchen. Yeah. And I assume it has drawers. It does. Great. I'm going to lay him down and then open the drawers over top of him, covering him. Gotcha. That way. It's um, the best I can do. Are you going to okay. uh, power up his his portable data center? I will do that before I leave, yes. Gotcha. But after suiting up in case I get jumped. For sure. Uh, I put him in flour. Just like take rice or something. I'll just pour it all over. I for sure thought that you were going to be like, there's a knife in the kitchen. We cut him up. No. <laughs> I then put him in the drawers. Lyft's <laughs> very basic mind is like, you have to cover the dead. All I have are drawers. <laughs> so I open them up. You, you fuck with the cock you got. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. The... <laughs> Leo's having a hard time with that sentence. 
All right, I, I will listen to this uh, very important terminal. So there is a recording. It just says, Lift. You hear smashing on the door in the background. He can, he can hear me, and there isn't much time. I know you have questions, and I, I, I wanted to answer them for you. But... More smashing on the door, getting increasingly, increasingly loud. Fuck, fuck. Okay. It, it, it has a tongue, but never talks. It has no feet, but always walks. Get the logs in your base implant check. The smashing increases. I'm so... And a gunshot rings out. Noted. Tongue never talks. Was it legs or feet? I will say it again. It has a tongue, but never talks. It has no feet, but always walks. Cool. Very cool. Um, lift will... Uh, very opposed to his normal demeanor kind of rub at his face to make the frown go away. <laughs> I'm going to take a second to move the drawer that prevents me from seeing his face. Uh, look down at the Admiral. Thank you for being my friend. I don't have many of those these days. If Saul is a real person, I assume they have great crackers waiting for you. They do at church. I don't know if you're religious. Anyways, I'll cover you with the drawer now so you can sleep easy. I suppose you can't dream because of the no-brain thing anymore, but it's the thought that counts, right? And I'll slide the drawer back over. Okay, geared up. Message received. Riddles to crack. Doug can do that in a heartbeat. Knives at the ready. Armor on. MREs loaded. Grenades at hip. That's really all I need. Did the Admiral have any money on him? Are you going to search for him? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Give me a... Make me two rolls for me. One, make a luck check for me first. All right. Luck is a failure. Luck is a failure. Okay. Then give me an idea roll, which is just intelligence. Make an oh. intelligence check for me. Somehow intelligence is a failure. Intelligence is a failure as well? Okay. Crazy. You would know that... Yeah, he, he would, he's definitely going to have, like, a cred stick on him. The cred stick, you do find one kind of, you know, just in his, like, pants pocket. Um, nothing crazy. Maybe, like, 50 credits. I'll leave it then. Um, but he's an admiral in the USC Navy. Yeah. 50 credits is what he spends on dinner. Should yeah. have more money on him. I have bigger fish to fry at this moment. My priorities, if they're going to kill an admiral need to be keeping Doug safe and getting myself as far away from this place as possible and also finding out about creatures that have tongues but also no feet and they have contradictory ideas about how to use them. So I will set off and do that. Money has never been a driving force in my life and I will remember that in this moment. Okay. We'll come back to Glade. You need to... You're trying to get back to the locks. Basically, you're trying to get back home to lay low. You show up to the entrance to the locks and you notice they are cordoned off. Gatesack is checking the identity, the identships basically of everybody who's passing through with the notable exception of some old guy who pulls out a data center and seems to be talking the uh, Gatesack operative's ear off who just gets kind of waved through. It's always the old white man. It's the Patriarchy. supply curve. You don't understand. It's the supply <laughs> curve. Oh, sorry, he gets dragged off. They're like, get the fuck out of here. All right. I'm assuming Glade would know other ways to get into the locks. Yeah, for sure. Typical way. 
one way. So there is the way that that uh, lift knows that lift took, I should say Glade would. And I feel like especially one that might especially appeal to Glade is that there is a way if you are willing to go outside of the station, there's no way of tethering yourself to the station, but there are uh, basically two airlocks that you can access. It's kind of like this old abandoned uh, airlock tucked away in like a dingy basement corner of the Nexus market that you can use to then go. Uh, there is a another airlock that leads into the locks. Yeah, I've used it that way before. I'll go again. For sure. Does Glade have her like vac suit on her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they pack down really small these days. Um, okay. Yeah. Her to go bag. And her to go. Yeah, for sure. You need a little like <laughs> yeah. a little canvas shopping bag or whatever. A little nano leather Glade toe. is always Just prepared. Glade is. Yeah. I mean, you know what? To be fair. Yeah, that is kind of her thing. Uh, vac suits, I imagine like few super futuristic back suits also probably wouldn't really actually be that bulky yeah i'll allow it i'll allow you to have had your vac suit on you this whole time perfect <laughs> so you make your way down to the this airlock suit up to get to the the airlock that's in the locks uh is pretty challenging kind of outside of the skill of most people or the willingness of most people most people don't operate in zero g like in hard vacuum without being tethered to something your training specifically is how to operate without a tether uh so i will get you to make a zero g check for me will do holy shit is that a 90 yes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) okay standard procedure for uh performing maintenance in zero g is, I'm gonna push it. You're, you're gonna put. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get okay. There. All right. <laughs> standard uh, standard uh, procedure for you know performing maintenance in zero G's to keep everything incredibly secure for obvious reasons. Things yeah. float around, and you know small changes in momentum and inertia can obviously cause huge problems. You get out the airlock. Your suit has some basic maneuvering capabilities. You know, there are uh, a few thrusters kind of built into your suit that just use your air. Uh, it's usually like very small corrections. You're kind of coming around a big bulkhead and you notice that somebody has left, somebody working on the station has left one of their tools to float and it, it might be it hit the station, maybe something else hit it, but it comes towards you way too fast for you to be able to avoid it clips your shoulder and all of a sudden now you are in a crazy corkscrew spin orienting yourself knowing which direction you're going is difficult enough let alone trying to counteract the force of the spin you but you do know one thing you do know is you are spinning away from the station and momentum gathers very quickly in a vacuum what is glade doing you want to see you want to push the goal if you succeed great if you fail, you're gonna be in a you're gonna be a bad spot. I'm going to pull out my bullwhip. Hell yeah! Okay, and and I'm gonna to try to whip it out to grab onto something. Okay, on the station to pull myself back in. All right. Uh, okay, I will say mm-hmm. you can make 
I love Indiana Jones in space. It's fucking great. I, I Googled the effects of a whip in space. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you flick it, and the momentum just shooting you further out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the, the physics of this. If you want to use your bullwhip, it won't be a zero-G check. Mm-hmm. This will be a fighting brawl check. Cool. That is a success. A success. Okay, regular success. As you are spinning, there's this, like, heart immediately starts hammering because you know, especially given all the training that you've had in Zero-G, you know how dire of a situation this is and how quickly you can be totally fucked. And the heart starts... But then, all of a sudden, training kicks in. Deep breath. Let it out. Take that second. And closing one eye and keeping one eye half-lidded so that the the details of what you're looking at don't disorient you. You're just using it to kind of get an idea of the vector of your spin very slowly so as to not introduce yet another axis to this like crazy spin that you're in. Unclip your bullwhip and then count. And you know you can see the station getting a little bit further and a little bit further away. And you just unclip it the whip kind of coiling around you in zero g not touching your body and then all of a sudden once you you finally get the correct orientation you finally are confident you kind of pull the whip out and i won't say that there's nothing on the station for you to grab but that bull whip will generate momentum and so you just immediately kick that bull whip out onto a uh, like the, the separate access to your spin. Mm. And you immediately start slowing down and then slowly gathering it back in while you're still spinning. Do another one. You slow down further. And you do that several times until all of a sudden you've stopped. And then thrust your ears in your suit and pull you to a stop. And you head back to the wall of the station. And then a meteor strikes you and you die. <laughs> but it was a good move before that. <laughs> Make your way back into the locks. Great. That um, is great. It's pretty fucking great. Actually, instead of going to my house, I go to the bar. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah, I would as well. I would as well. Uh, yeah, you make it to the bar. I won't make you roll for it because you're going to a bar. Is Lyft looking for somebody or is she just trying to... I mean, Glade. Wait, what Glade, are you going sorry. to make her roll? Like, what do we have to roll if we want to go to a bar that she doesn't have to roll? Luck? That's devastating. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you fail your luck check. You go to the bar. Prohibition. Prohibition again. <laughs> it just started. Oh, Can somebody better. keep me accountable for that in my real life where I'm like, I'm going to go to the pub and somebody just like appears and is like, roll for it. Yeah, make do a fucking roll. I would be much healthier than I am now. For sure. Could you make a credit check for me, a credit rating check for me, actually? Mm, no. Uh, yeah, no, no. I'd I rather not do that. Yeah, I'd you. also rather not do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah is glade sorry is glade just drinking her sorrows away um what mask does glade wear when she's drinking the white the butterfly, the butterfly? butterfly? Yeah. Hell yeah she doesn't yeah. have like a special drinking mask no not no. yet <laughs> not yet like a mosquito everybody else drinks while they're looking some other way the giant ant eater mask. <laughs> nah, Glade, uh, just need some time to reflect on everything that's happened recently, which was a lot. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, gets a whiskey neat. 
Okay. Uh, we will leave Glade there for now. Let's go to Juno. Corpse cooling in your living room. What are you doing? I, I mean, Juno has had a very privileged life, but does know how to get moving when the going gets tough. Very unceremoniously, Juno goes to the back room and gets some garbage bags and gets a knife from the kitchen, knowing a little bit about anatomy or enough to know where the soft spots are, starts to get rid of the evidence. There is no way that calling anybody in to this will help her at this point. They got into her home. They know everything about her. I have no trust in the security of Gate City. I have to do this myself. When you say getting rid of evidence, do you think that chopping up a body yourself is getting rid of evidence? <laughs> I think there are ways that that Juno assumes that she can get rid of this body. And in there's no kind of way in Juno's mind that considers the police coming to her house and searching for a body in her home. There's no way to her that that's a possibility. Right. Unless she calls it in, unless she's like somebody was killed in my home. But that's no use to her right now. She knows violence, but hasn't been the recipient of it very often. She's seen the headlines. She knows it from her father's and her mother's perspectives. And why would somebody suspect her or her house of anything? You you go to your kitchen, Mm -hmm. presumably richly appointed a very elegantly carved, meticulously lacquered knife block. Pull out a large butcher knife. In a moment of insight, realize you might, maybe you want something with a serrated edge. You pull that out as well. And you, you look and there's this, this kind of like feeling of, of vertigo. It's like your skin kind of like prickles and your blood runs cold. and You <laughs> swallow it down because this needs to get done. This needs to get done. You're looking at, at the two different blades and you you seem to black out for a moment and then you find yourself kneeling over Percival's body, daintily, trying to avoid the rapidly expanding pool of blood. You go to cut through the clothes, but that's stupid. Why would you try to cut through the clothes? You're making your job even more difficult rip the shirt open and the point of the knife hovers over his skin which should be colder corpses are cold right but this is it feels strange it's not warm it's not cold go ahead and make a sanity check with a penalty dice for me please that makes sense that makes sense the penalty dice is the disadvantage the 10, though, yeah. right? Uh, well, yeah, the, the double-digit one. Okay. Roll two of the double-digit ones. Awesome. Um. <laughs> Everyone's just flashing numbers with their hands, like, <laughs> okay. we're coordinating I a know. football I think, <laughs> I think there was a... Okay, I have to understand the... the. So we, we roll mm-hmm. a D100, but we do, like, a double-digit 
10 sided and then a single digit 10 sided. Correct. So I got a zero zero on the double digit mm-hmm. and then a one on the single digit. So that's one. So that's, that's one. That's one. not 100. No, no that's, that's one. one. Zero, 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 zero is 100. A whole. Okay. So I just about died. <laughs> um, and so I have a 51. Which is a success failure. It is a failure, but just. Okay. Roll a D10 for me. Thank you. Don't gas. <gasps> I'm stressed enough for all of us. Thank you. Seven. Do I take seven sanity damage? Seven points of sanity damage. Could you make an intelligence check for me? You're hoping to fail this. I mean, Catherine could probably fail intelligence, however. <laughs> um, Juno. Juno is much smarter than Catherine. <laughs> Similar inhibitions, though. I, su- I succeed. You succeed. You push the point into the skin, and you, you see the skin dimple and dimple and dimple, and you keep pushing. And in this moment, you expect to feel disgust, but you don't feel disgust. There's just frustration. You just want to cut into it because you want this to be over. And then there's the moment of give where the knife splits through the skin and the blood wells up. And Juno remembers no more. You wake up in the morning. In your bed, you've showered at some point. You don't remember doing it. You definitely, you didn't dry your hair. You didn't do anything like the The pillow is slightly damp. Um, you're not even convinced you rinsed all the soap off of yourself. There's like bits of it still clinging to your skin. Your portable data center is in your hand and you see a message dated from a couple of days ago from Priya Angavin, your mother. Has it been read already or is... No, it's uh, a, uh, a video message. I have avoided so much up until this point. Let's just get it over with and move on. Let's move on with everything. I play the message. Choo-choo. Look where I am. Zima! She points the camera directly at the sun. And that's Proxima Centauri, like you learned about in uh, Monastery. I've been here since last week, and I just thought... Juju used to love it here. Your father, he was supposed to join me here. But he's been called out to Gate City. Can you believe that? An assemblyman. A primary, no less. Going that far. I told him it was beneath him. But you know how he gets... Your father took my favourite ship, so I had to take the gate here. The flight from Io took forever. Would you believe one of those ridiculous navy fleets took over the gate all morning? And wouldn't let any of us through? I was waiting for over an hour. Next time I'm going into stasis for it. It feels like they've moved this station even closer to the sun. If you'd believe it. Every time I come here, it gets hotter and hotter. Unbearable. Perhaps I've basked in his light for too long to be able to appreciate the feel of any other. Oh, I hope to soul those unfortunates who haven't felt his light 
appreciate what you're doing for them all the way out there. Oh, your father and I were so happy we were able to organise your little talks to those soldiers. I'm so excited for you to give your speech at that, that vigil thingy. The church is going to get such good social media engagement on that. Oh, so happy I pulled all those strings. Can you believe they were going to have some of the relatives of the victim speak? A bit gauche, if you ask me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. <coughs> One second, darling. Excuse me. Excuse me! Yes, ma'am. What did I order? A uh, Negroni, ma'am. <laughs> and is this a Negroni? I'm so sorry if there's an issue with your drink, ma'am. We'll be happy. No, no. I asked you a question. Is this a Negroni? I believe so. Does this look properly zested to you? I, I... Oh, what would you know? You think this is a proper Negroni? Bring me an actual Negroni. Do you understand? I have a majority share in the ownership of this place. I could have you fired for this. You are ruining my vacation. Deepest apologies, ma'am. We'll fix that right away. Anyways, I'm just so happy you're bringing his mercy and love to all those stuck out there in the dark. You've certainly been willing to make a sacrifice, spending so much time away from his light. Oh, well, I have a massage booked shortly, so I'll let you go. Oh, and Juno, may his light shine upon you. The message ends. I didn't think this could get any worse. (laughs) (laughs) But Gabriel is here. When did Gabriel get here? When did dad get here? You haven't heard any news of an assemblyman arriving and Gabriel certainly didn't reach out to you. I knew I should have listened to that message from mother, but... I just, she's so much, and I had so much to think about. Oh my God, when did Gabriel get here? I'm so fucked. We'll leave you there. Lift. You make it back to your apartment, and you, as you're approaching the front door... The music in the the other uh, apartment has quieted down. Sorry, <laughs> Tom was just boogieing. I'm so disappointed. But then it kicks back up. <laughs> Turn it up. Yeah. Yeah, you're approaching the apartment and uh, you hear the muffled sounds of what I can only assume is a lecture on historical astroeconomics. <laughs> and the thing about it is that if you can predict the trends across many different social groups, you can actually predict the, the trends across wow. many social well, that could do will let you predict the future. Doug made a new friend. Actually going to be quite interesting. You just need the appropriate doubt. So, if I understand correctly, you can use. It's a kind of wizardry. It's a kind of wizard. It's like a magic that you. His wizardry, Doug. Good job. Uh, I would. I would just go into more of a science. It's, it's more of uh, taking a tremendous amount of data and a tremendous amount of money and turning that into pure raw power, Douglas, my friend. Well, I, I do love raw power, but but uh, if I if I may interject, I do believe it was Isaac Asimov who said that uh, sufficiently advanced technology resembles magic. And power is a magical term. And power is... What did Lyft say? 
power is sorcerers have power. Sorcery. Yes. Very well. I've never heard of Isaac Asimov, and I don't know anything about it. I even have Nothing that I am saying is based on any Isaacs and or Asimovs. <laughs> All right. I stow my large knife, and I head on in. Excellent. Door opens. Uh, Piotr, uh, as you are in this discussion with, uh, with Doug, having some leftover soup, oh. you see Lyft enter in full body armor, MREs attached mm-hmm. to his uh, Molly Loops. Hello. Oh. Um, Lyft. Uh, Lyft, right? Yes. Yes, I'm your you. colleague. We uh, share the lecture spot. Oh, oh, I'm very familiar with your work. I loved listening to your lectures. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I, um, I thought it was a little bit gauche that we both had to lecture at the same time in the same room, but you know what? No hard feelings. I always thought that they were doing me a favor, putting me in the same space as an intellect as vast as yours. Uh, and I never thought they were doing me a favor, um, putting us both in the uh, <laughs> um, room there. Um, you know, oranges, apples. Do you I, have any? I, I actually threw the last one at a bunch of veterans to distract them. Oh, my friend, that was our nutritional plan. I, I realize that that was our nutritional plan, but the cred stick that I have for you here... That's uh, right. Oh, I, yes, for it. I thought that, that would cover our rent. I look lustily at the cred stick. But, Are you hungry? Has Doug already fed you? Uh, we're, we were just having some um, gin and lettuce. Is that what you call it, Doug? No, yes, well, I believe of... it's a juniper soup is it, what I'm referring to this yes. particular creation. We prefer juniper soup. It makes it more elevated. Indeed. I feel pretty elevated right now. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Well, absolutely. I did cook. find a little bit of LSD and I just kind of sprinkle a little bit in there. I have a whole Doug lot of new theories about Astrock. And, and has Doug offered you the not-so-real malt liquor? I know you prefer the, the stronger beverage, but it's what we have. Um, your Doug has been has been most hospitable and uh, wonderful. Has, has quite the mind to him. He's been uh, he asking is. some truly profound questions about uh, my field. Well, we are both always happy to learn. Doug has quite the mind on him, and I thank you for paying us a visit. What can we do for you? Would you like an MRE? I actually have two left, uh, and I have two um, also of the cabbage rolls. A veritable feast. All of the MREs are cabbage rolls. We only have cabbage rolls. Uh, We can make more soup. Doug, I have really good MREs. Like, really good ones. The lock and key, my friend. Well done, Mammy. You're not going to that. You won't hear a beep from me. Okay. So, update to the plan, Doug. You remember how I said you should stay here? I do. Update. You're coming with me. Reason being, the person who I trusted with our safety... Yes. He's dead. He got shot in the head. I buried him underneath drawers. Oh, dear. So, I brought the food with me. Wondrous. My gear with me. Excellent. Pewter, my friend's been shot in the head. How's your day going? Similarly. Wonderful. Would you like to come with us? Where are we going? I don't know, but there are... Is it not here? Not here. I'm in. Wonderful. I think we should exfil immediately. Agreed. I will destroy the evidence. And he immediately goes and starts, like, gathering up bottles of, like, looks like pure, almost pure ethanol and just, like, pulling the the corks out and just start pouring it Wait, 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 wait. I grab one of them. No. uh, Yeah. Keep a few for the trip, Doug. You'll get thirsty. Oh. Know thyself, friend. Ah. 
have faith in me, my friend. And he pulls out uh, a bottle of extremely not not malt liquor. Mm. And uh, he says, I, I've been saving this for the trip. Absolutely. This is Ooh. a special occasion. So, uh, But we're going to torch the place, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, that no, being sure. said, before we leave, I'll go wake up our DJ next door. Um, do, do you have a spare bottle, perchance, that I can give them to let them know that the place will burn down? He keeps, uh, he finishes pouring out the one and then tosses it to you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Doug. Uh, make sure that Piotr is taken care of. Naturally. I will be right back after I deposit this to our neighbor. Wonderful. As you, you leave the room, just as the, the door kind of closes behind you, Doug turns to you and says, I'm so excited to have a new traveling companion in you, Piotr. You, you have such interesting ideas. And then he, uh, he kind of like pulls the 38 out of the, you know, ratty pocket. He says, I want you to understand that if you do anything to put that man in danger, I will not hesitate to shoot you. Uh, and sorry, which man? Are we talking about the DJ next door? Because I fully intend to put him in danger. I'm going to be honest. Oh, well, I actually like the DJ as well. But that's fine. If you need to put him in danger, that's okay. But just do not put Lyft in danger. I understand the terms of this bargain. Now, with respect to burning this place down, do you have a cigarette? I want to try something. Absolutely. Grab a smoke show of them, and we proceed to pour liquor all over the apartment. <laughs> like liquor keeps uh, getting poured. Outside. Lift. Hello, my very loud friend. How are you doing today? Fuck you, man. I brought you Mount Liquor. Uh, so, so fucking, I appreciate you. Good guy, you're a good guy. And, uh, I, I've always loved you as a neighbor. You have incredible mastery of the tunes. You make me, you validate my existence, and I appreciate that about you. We're burning the place down. Wait, gentlemen, I'm confused. Because you're both muted in your sound, but I am also muted. Where is this sound being captured from? The camera is outside the building. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we're bending the place down. Uh, well, yeah, fuck it. I'm in. Do you need some gas? Yeah, of course. If you pop next door, you'll find Doug and my professor friend. His name's Piotr. Oh, he, he's only an associate professor. They're not giving him the credit he deserves. His mind is spectacular. And he loves music, as long as you keep it down. I see, yeah, he... Oh, oh, yeah, I thought... Are you talking about that missionary, the guy who came with from before, yeah. He's a prankster. He's not a missionary. He's a professor. You saying he was making a fool of me? No, he's making a fool of himself for your entertainment. Modern comedy. Enjoy the bottle of not malt malt liquor. Grab the gasoline. We're going to burn it down. It's going to be a great time. And then we're, gonna, we're leaving. You don't have to come with us, but it's going to be warm. There's going to be a big fire. Prankster. Yes. You see him immediately just go and like grab a jerry can full of petrol that he just had by the door and just be like, ha, prankster. Yes, and start friend. spreading gasoline everywhere. Prankster, prankster. I'll see you later eventually. Have fun with the fire. Stay out of trouble, Lift. You too, my friend. You're a good motherfucker. And you are a person who also fucks mothers, I assume. Oh, <laughs> prankster. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, he goes increasingly insane. I like how he's pouring petrol, which like would be rarer than diamonds. Yeah, it's for sure. Like it's insane that he has this. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just another day in Lyft's apartment complex. (laughs) Um, Uh, So yeah, I make sure all of my knives are in place. All of my rocks are in place. I get the rest of my shiny rocks. There should be a stack of about a dozen. 
Okay. Where are you going? What's your plan? So, I recently pickpocketed a group of swells. Of what? Swells. Rich people. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I assume they arrived by a ship. They they did. Yeah, you knew they arrived by a ship, for sure. I kind of like, like first-class transport kind of thing. I would like to take my friends to the whatever bays there may be nearby to investigate the types of ships readily available to be apprehended. Very good. As you, you go to leave, so Doug hands you a cigarette. Piotr. Uh, try to light the cigarette and go, Doug, come with me. We're going to leave. We're going to walk out of here. I'm going to light this cigarette. I'm going to throw it over my shoulder and the whole thing's going to go up in flames. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be magical. That sounds incredibly cool. It's going to be the best thing that the free market ever invented, Doug. I'm so excited, Doug. You yeah. should watch. Would you like us to watch yeah, you can... throw it over your shoulder? Yeah, no. We, no. What do we you can't look. Uh, would you like us to walk with you? Yes. And ignore you can't look at it as it explodes. Understood. Should we walk slowly? Should we walk very slowly? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have a thing. I have a thing. And he pulls up his, his data center and he starts playing, like, you know, a rock song. Oh, yeah. Do you feel the vibe? It's just a song about rocks. Like, it's it just is. Like, okay. Rock, rocks, rocks. I like rocks. Rocks are good. And you lick them to find out what they are. Yeah. Doug loves geology. I light the cigarette. I take one puff. I immediately start coughing, like severely, <laughs> like really, really badly. I'm doubled over, and I like. There's no like filter. The There's absolutely no filter in those. No. I should have warned you. I yeah. essentially just like inhale a bunch of tobacco through a straw, is what I do. <laughs> um, but the end of the straw is still lit, and I throw it over my shoulder. Make a throw check for me. <gasps> That's my turf, buddy. You better watch out. That's a good throw check. It's fifty. That's good. Uh, that's a fail. That's a fail. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you take your puff and <laughs> immediately start hacking, and you go to flick it behind you, but you don't flick it behind you. You flick it right up, and uh, you guys have been trailing, uh, you know, incredibly valuable petrol and uh, alcohol down the stairs, mm-hmm. and if arcs up into the air and in one bloodshot teary eye uh, you see it just kind of comes down behind you and land in the puddle which you now realize is connected to a stain on your pants immediately bursts into flame Uh, your pants are immediately burning Piotr go ahead and make a power check for me Uh, that's a fail that's a fail immediately forgets to stop, drop, and run. You just bolt. <laughs> the flames just uh, flanning up higher as all of a sudden there's this explosion as the fire that immediately catches in the apartment building just blows out all the windows. Pio, er, lift, lift, and uh, Doug. Uh, Doug? Yes? Did you pack an extra pair of your tidy whities Shit. Uh, we were going to have to give those to the professor. He's on fire. He is a bit... Indeed. He's drawing too much attention to himself now. Um, it's the screaming. I don't feel like that is, that's assisting I, us in our stealthiness. He's being a bit of a baby ah! about it. Honestly, I do feel like... Doug, Doug go, go tackle the flaming man. I, I also, will do my so. move is four, so I am, like, not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, for the amount of time that we've been talking since he's been on fire, you would have thought he would have made it farther than one block. He's very old, Doug, but he's mind-ageless. It's true, yeah. No, I mean he is. He is. Yeah, you know, I'm going to yeah, tackle, yeah, tackle him. I'm going to tackle him now. now and roll him around like an old carpet that we've stolen. Very smart. Yes, like a little sausage. Indeed. Indeed. Ah! 
<laughs> he uh yeah so he he tackles you you guys get get the fire out um glade no damage cool cool cool, cool. Yeah, no, 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 no damage no, 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 no. doug is so good at his job <laughs> doug is on top of this doug has been on fire so many fucking times <laughs> he is a walking chemical fire <laughs> glade you make it back to your joint does sorry does glade go back to her joint sorry i should ask Mm, I'm going to send a message to the Scotsman or if I have his number or Frank or whatever, whoever my contact is like, Mm -hmm. what's the word? What are you sending? So like, what was the message? What's the message you're sending? How long am I laying low? Can I do another job to make up for it? I'm not good at sitting still. There's ellipses, typing, stops. And then with no punctuation, you just get a message. Where are you? Bar called called it's one of those weird new agey things where the bar is called called <laughs> called c yeah the bar called c-u-l-l-e-d yeah called called uh yeah. symbol yeah there's just got like a big scythe <laughs> over the bar it's um, right next to the german bar that where it's like the ice bar called cult yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. it's got the umlaut i don't know if it's got an umlaut i don't speak german yeah so you're at called the mm. bar uh yeah. goth vibes for sure bartender eyeliner no, that's cult. That's the other bar. You're, fuck me, you're right. This guy is a farmer. Uh, he's wearing coveralls, playing country music. No shirt. Uh, denim coveralls. Bit of Timothy. Synthetic, obviously. Uh, out of his uh, head of his mouth. He says, head home. Fine. I go home. Okay. As you open the door to your hab, you see Frank sitting there. Inside your hab. No sign of forced entry. Across your kitchen table from the Scotsman, as well as a few other guys you recognize as muscle. Some of the Scotsman was like trusted muscle. I stop in the doorway. (laughs) Gleed. Scotsman. It's so nice to see you. Why don't you pop in for a spell? You can have a wee conversation. Yeah, mate. Um, what's with the uh, what's with the company? <laughs> well, I thought we could have a little bit of a party to celebrate your. Yeah, my accent kind of wandered there. I thought we could have a a wee bit of a party just to celebrate a job well done. Job well done. I'm not catching your drift. What do you know? No catching my drift is. Do you mean to say that I gave you a very, very simple task? Simple? Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna want to check your tone there, little lassie. Come in. Sit down. Have a drink with me. Glade backs up. Okay, go ahead and make a psychology check for me. Fail. Fail. Scotsman is incredibly hard to read. You can see as you start to like back up the you know muscle that he's brought kind of like shift their weight forward, uh, kind of eyes fixed on you. Scotsman, dude, you show up in my house with all this, all these dudes. What do you want me to do? I believe I already said, I want you to sit the fuck down. And have a drink with me. And we can discuss the future. 
if I don't want to? Why don't you try and see what happens? Glade walks forward. Asteroid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, He gestures to the table in front of you, and he pulls one of your your bottles of liquor. What uh, what what's Glade's liquor of choice? Whiskey. Whiskey, like Scotch, bourbon, Scotch, rye, Scotch. Yeah, he's on board. Pours a glass, kind of slides it towards the end of the table. I don't know if you know Glade, but I I trust you. I do. So when. I think the Scotsman is the scariest character we've met so far. <laughs> is the what? Is the scariest character we've met it's so funny. far. I feel like the Scotsman has not been scary at all. I <laughs> am the last time I've met him in other campaigns. I and now am I'm like my pants. so <laughs> afraid Gosh. of the Scotsman. Yeah. More than the guy who shot my assistant in the head. <laughs> I'm like... I will not fuck with this man. <laughs> I'm, I'm more afraid of shoot guy and head guy, but the Scotsman seems angry to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> so how much I trust you, Glade. When the old Majorans came to me with the new price for that little toy that we done cut into your forearm there, I said, I'll cover it. And sight unseen... I paid your tab, knowing, Glade, knowing that you'd do this job for me. But here we sit. Why don't you tell me what happened? I'm not a one-woman army. They had reapers. They had... There was Jesuits. They already fucking knew it was me. They were impossible odds, Scotsman. I fuck. I'm the best driver in town, but there was no way I was fucking getting out of that situation alive. And here you sit, owing me quite a bit of money, and to be honest, quite a bit of reputation as well. There is a group of people who are very interested. In what Peter had to say. You're familiar with a group called the Witnesses. A little bit. Do you want to make a history check for me? Sure. Failure. Failure. Okay. Yeah. Pretty like tickles. But uh, you know, you've heard their, heard them on the news. Some sort of like terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. They were very interested in what he had to say. You know he was a gate tech. Hey. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do to make these credits and that reputation up to me? Look, Gate City's really hot right now. I don't... Do you got any jobs off? Off Off-world? I... Oh, so now... (laughs) Oh, Glade. Now, not only have you cost me credits and reputation... But it's my job to get you off the station. Am I understanding the situation correctly, Glade? No. No. 
fortune favours you because they've been in touch again. They heard about your little mishap. And for some reason, they need someone who's close to the faith, that religious girl you keep driving around, to ensure that she gets to some space station in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Yeah. 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 I... I, I can do, do that. Oh, can you? Can you make a little wee hole in your schedule there? Yeah, of course I can. Of course. That's very accommodating of you, Glade. If you fuck this up, there won't be any place in the Milky Way that you can hide from me. Do you understand? Do you understand, Glade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Good. Good. Have a drink. Yeah, I sure fucking will. Have a drink. Relax. Relax. We're doing good business. <clears throat> Things are looking up. So, I do this job more good, yeah? Yeah. I, you do this job, and we're even. Alright. For now, although I don't often forget those who let me down do me proud Glade and he just kind of leans across the table I would hate to think that I was wrong about you this whole time yeah I'd hate that too but I I won't let you know oh of course you won't no drink finish your drink I will finish it Glad takes a drink. You, if you try to sip it, he just gives you this look, like, like finish it. I finish it. Good, good. All right. Well, I must be off. Busy man, and all that. Best of luck. Then he signals to his boys, and they leave. Glad. Slams her fist down on the counter as hard as she can. Make a con check for me. It's extreme success. Extreme success. Don't break your hand. Just for the fun of it. Slam your hand down, <laughs> the blade <laughs> pops oh, out. No accident. Smashes your bottle of whiskey, which spills. I, I stare at the blade. I think I'm going to cut his motherfucking eyes out one day. Blade comes back in. Okay. Lift, Fyodor, and Doug. Uh, Doug is like, uh, turns to you as you are walking through the locks, and you hear this, it's like smoke. It's kind of like rising into the air. From Fyodor. From Fyodor, yes. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys are uh, walking away from the the burning building, um, Fyodor still mildly smoldering. Uh, and which is an unusual thing for Piotr. I don't think Piotr's ever smoldered in his entire life. Um, Usually kind of damp. <laughs> for no reason. Just a little damp. This is the least moist you've ever been. Uh, he has, like, there is touched. like a, uh, there's a new hole burned through the patched elbows he has on his tweed jacket. For sure. You can just see like layers of patches. It's like 
you know, aging a tree. Mm. Um, count the rings, you know. Doug is like picking your brain. He's, um, my friend, I'm so sorry that the Admiral bought it. What he bought was a riddle I don't understand. I love riddles. I know you do. Lay it on me. I've got you covered, Doug. Don't you worry, big man. Wondrous. I should have waved at it. It would have opened faster. Yeah, you should always wave at riddles. I'll always wave at them. It's just polite. Are you ready, Doug? I am I am ready. And he stops and he just like squints his eyes and he squats down that like he's gonna poof, but he doesn't poop. Well, as far perfect. as you know. Perfect, perfect, perfect. It has a tongue, but it never talks. It has no feet, but it always walks. My initial thought was a shadow. What is it? What does a tongue have to do with a shadow? Well, you see, hum- most people who walk have tongues, and shadows wouldn't display such a thing. Mm-hmm. And shadows are mute. Shadows also do not have feet because they're directly attached to us. You don't see a shadow's feet, you just see an extension of the legs. I follow your logic. I follow your logic. What are you uh, thinking? I think it is something more concrete. I think in your brilliance, my beautiful, handsome, beautiful friend, you you have abstracted it too far. Speak your truth. Gentlemen, gentlemen, what are we talking about and where are we going? Oh, it's a riddle. I believe, I believe you, uh, another academician, will be uniquely suited. Here to join us, join the brain trust. Yes. It has a tongue, but it never... The thing about trusts is they're not very market-oriented. I'd prefer if this was more of a Um, a brain... um, Join the brain brain stock. Join the brain stock. Okay. Brain stock? Yeah, that's okay. brain stock. Like a commodity, right? Yeah. Join join the brain... The The thought market. The thought market. I I like this. Uh, Yes. I like the thought market. Thought market. market. All right. Are you ready? It has a tongue, but never talks. <laughs> it's not having any <laughs> Like I've described murder to Catherine. We've described like, you know, her fucking up a speech in front of thousands of people. Nothing. But we say thought market. And she's like, done. Like <laughs> never has, have I seen her be so, so dead. Dead. So desperate. I open world. up Tinder on <laughs> my dad. <laughs> there we are, the thought market. Yes. <laughs> so desperate are the worlds of Lyft and Juno that she can't even comprehend the thought market (laughs) (laughs) all right Peter. it has a tongue but it never talks it has no feet but it always walks is it a man uh, whose tongue and feet were cut off as a punishment it could have been (laughs) it's either that or shoes shoes what oh yeah shoes do have tongues shoes have tongues shoes have tongues i believe does anyone have some afterburn I'm oh, really quite... No, but we did forget to pack an extra pair of tighty whities for you. Well, that's okay. I never wear them. That's fine. Um, you know, I know where a dead man is. We could take his pants for him. Is, what Doesn't... size is he? Is he my size? Yeah, how big are you? Uh, about this big. <laughs> Probably a bit more svelte. You need a belt. What's that supposed to... I'm very svelte. I know what you mean. Mm. I have a runner's physique. How often do you run? You know what? I pay people to do my running for me. Yeah. Oh, wondrous. How how much could you would you pay yeah, me to do truly. your running? Yeah, uh, what's the going rate on that? So, um, I have this boot. Oh. To run in. Well, half of the running could be done in the boot, yeah. That's uh, it's good. more hopping, really. It is kind of a hop, skip, and it. 
skipped the loop. Anyways, mm. I think I think I have put my product <laughs> on the thought market. You have. And I would like to know what the valuation is of the boot. No, of uh, the solution to the riddle. Oh, I think you did it. A shoe. Okay, so where's my my recompense then? Oh, your recompense is this. We have enfolded the accurate information into the market and have reinvested into future ideas so that your eventual return is exceeding the immediate rewards of your knowledge. Indeed, this is one of them two marshmallows situations. Indeed it is. Of course, I... Yes, I had also thought of that. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good return. Indeed. We, we, are, we are returning your immediate investment with future growth. Now... As any good I market do like would. the growth mindset. NTD. It's about thinking of abundance. Yes. And that's how I got to where I am today, an abundance mindset. Yes. And you have an abundance of knowledge. You have an abundance of physique. We will get you... I out. have a single abundance of boot. You have more than most who don't have boot. It's true. Some people have no boot. Mm-hmm. And you and have you, one. And you what see, you do is, need are This pets. is why us, the market movers, the job creators, yes. we're the ones it who have us. to move this station. You will Absolutely. create the economy on our future voyage, and I will take us to the most prosperous options. Right. And where is that again? We're going, we going to the docks, and we may apprehend a ship. We, we're taking an option yes. on the ship. Yes, right? this is an option. Okay. And yes. An investment, if you will. It it's, is an investment, Doug. Well done. An option. It's a risky one. We are shorting the market in other people's property. Yes. And they will feel very shorted by this effort. Fantastic. Let's go. Yeah. But it's going to be the rich people, you know? You mean the, the market makers? Exactly. The job creators. Well, no, not the trust. People like us. Uh, no. No, after discussing it with Piotr, I have realized we are nothing more than temporarily inconvenienced wealthy folks. It's, no. it, you know what's getting us down? It's, it's, it's the invisible taxes, really. Ah. That's what's getting us down. The taxes. If it was just to... lent to the invisible hand of the market, trust me, we would have, we will have what we deserve. Piotr explained it very eloquently. From my understanding, you just need to let rich people have more money and then it will trickle down. Oh, I've heard about this. Raindrop economics. Indeed. Is that it? Something of a sort. Close I've... enough. From Nano Reagan. Nano Reagan. Yeah. He was a very small president. <laughs> he was. He was very tiny. He was incongruously he, small. He it didn't pushed, seem possible. He pushed nano leather <laughs> to the nth degree. That's how he got elected. He yeah, ran on nano. He just rode off into the sunset on a very, very tiny cow. <laughs> I remember the commercial for that. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was um, hard. You had to squint. Yes. Very small. <laughs> so you had to get right up close to the vid yes. screen and then you could see it. So I'm thinking we inconvenience this wealthy class thus benefiting from the trickle down of their purchases. Now, if I may interject. Indeed. My good friend. Your friend, the Admiral, these were his last words to you. They were. About boots. Hence being very confusing. Indeed. Did he have a foot fetish? Uh, no, N uh, not to my knowledge. He was never like, lift, show me those puppies, big man. And who could blame him? I'm sure your puppies are wonderful. Wonderful well, to those. Well, stinky. I'm self-consciously hiding my one foot behind the other. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there's no shame in, no. in the trust. You know? Right, no. The, Again, the, it's, it's a corporation. It's a thought corporation. In the, in the, in the thought LLC, we, we do not worry about hiding our, our assets. Especially if they can make money. Of course. Thought Assets Incorporated. Thought, <laughs> I believe we are brilliant. We have, we have stumbled upon brilliance, my friends. But why, if he was not having a, a foot fetish of some description, mm-hmm. then... What? Why would he talk to you about feet with his final words? <laughs> I don't know what's happening at the rest of the table. Catherine and Leah have we, left we us to our... We have a medical intervention. They, they <laughs> left us to our <laughs> bullshit, and they're just like, fuck these guys. I, mean, I, mean, I think they may Catherine. have started their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, that's going to be we, way better. I think we broke <laughs> Catherine. I know, I broke Leah. I broke Leah. <laughs> And now I'm crying. <laughs> yes. I, I want a Leah and Catherine cut of the last 10 minutes. It's, 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 a silent cut. it's a silent cut, but there's been a lot of communication. <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm actually crying. Okay, back at it. <clears throat> right. So, I can't really wrap my head around why he would want shoes to be the last possible thing of notice. Was the person who shot him barefoot? How Interesting. Could, how could we know that? Did, did your, your friend there, the... Um, the Admiral. The, yeah, the dead guy. Yeah, uh, did, that one. Did he have shoes on? He did. And what size were those? What size are your feet? Uh, they are about this big. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, probably. Okay, well, maybe I'll go take his shoes. Yeah, and he's got pants for you, too. We'll just need, you know... Need to what? Take off the belt. Refurbish the leather. Future use. We need to reanalyze the market. Indeed. Market for leather belts. Indeed. Very good. Yes. Okay. Well, because my speed is four, we've moved about uh, 40 years. (laughs) 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 Noticeably, (laughs) Lift and Doug. <laughs> slowly so should we just turn around over. and walk back towards where we came from no, no because we're at no, the apartment right no, we have no, to no. get the safe we could you, go could to you the lead me to where your um, absolutely your lifeless but pantsed friend is and we will go at your pace there's no rush here other than life and death and all that plus you're one booted how can you be expected to move fast thank you you're welcome i appreciate you understanding the um particular burden that comes with this type of genius and I have seen that burden in the classroom and now on the streets, how heavy it must be. It is. Now, on the way, let me explain to you the concepts of historical astronomy. Doug, open your ears and ready your brain. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys make your way to the safe house. Concepts of historical astroeconomics explained to you. The ninth um, pillar of historical astronomics is... But I understand it. There's something I could wrap my head around. Actually, make an intelligence check for me. Oh, that's a success. I'm going to leave this up to you whether you think there doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah. There is a lot of like very broad logical leaps, uh, you know, in, in, in what Piotr is saying to you. I would leave it up to you whether you think Lyft would be like, eh, this is kind of bullshit or whether Lyft would be like, I just don't get it. I think Lyft would be like. And the other way you can predict the outcome of an intergalactic war by surveying 20 college undergrads is... Ah, no, no, no. Let me skip ahead of you here. You quiz them on the artificial market benefits of the colony being marketed by the army. 
Yes, precisely. You're, you're catching on. Perfect. Excellent. It makes no sense. And yet, as vast as the leaps are, no vaster than the galaxy. To, to really advance, one must be willing to make the boldest leaps. Truly, the distances that light must travel in order to guide our way. That's what Saul said. Who but us mm. shall make those self-same leaps. Mm. Doug, brilliant. So metaphorical in your way of understanding intellect. Thank you. Piotr, I feel like without another boot, how could you leap with us? Let's steal the pants off this dead guy who I knew once, get his boots, and be on our way. I, um, I close the drawers above the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> so this conversation's been a bubble. <laughs> Incredible. Holy shit. Yes, obviously it has been. Uh, yeah. As you take the boots off, a data stick tumbles out. Would this data stick require use in a terminal? Yes, but it looks like the part of it has, it's been damaged. It was oh, no. obviously stomped on, so it will need to be repaired first, but yes. All right. I will put that in one of my many coat pockets. Okay. Data stick of importance. Is that what it's called? Yes. Perfect. We need to wake up. The name. data stick of importance. All right. I have added it to my inventory. Okay. What, uh, what do you suppose that is? You know what? Normally, I would just plug it into a computer and find out, but... What's a computer? Oh, the the, the the terminal. Very good. Yes. Uh, do you have any experience fixing things like this? It's just been damaged, you know, stepped on. It was in a boot. Makes fixing sense. things, like fixing physical things or informatics? Why not both? Porque the no principles of historical astroeconomics are meant to fix the galaxy, sir. And we will fix society and not concern ourselves with truth. No, I don't. I don't. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, uh, that makes a lot of sense. You hear Ned Led's uh, sirens pulsing. What do you mean? Doug, looking out the window, just says, I, I do believe that the colloquial fuzz is descending on this building. I think someone might have tipped them off as to the presence of a dead military representative. Well, Doug, you know what we do with the fuzz. We clean it out. Clean we're it getting out. out of here. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're boogieing down. We don't I think, want to be part of this. Yeah, I think we are being framed for this whole scenario. What? Uh, we need, yeah, you're right. We need to go. We need to go How would immediately. anyone treat Piotr that way? It's terrible. I can only assume that he was the intended recipient of this framing. Me too. Mm. Gentlemen, this seems very suspicious. It does seem I agree with you. I think we need to leave immediately. Let's go. We're boogie. Waddle we're very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have a you have two you have two shoes now. You have two Base shoes. Moves still four, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you yes. know what? Because you got two shoes. Four point five. All right. Whoa. That's for you, buddy. That's for you. Inland speed records. Look out, you saying bold. Juno, you have woken up. You've listened to this message. What's Juno doing? Um, you know that they have given you a meetup point. So after getting everything kind of packed away, Juno did reach out to some contacts that she made through Glade, is having Glade as her driver. She, Juno had some problems that would arise every once in a while. And as she was 
getting more comfortable with Glade, would kind of talk about some of them and and found that Glade did have people that may have had some solutions to some of those problems. Um, one of which was a cleaner in more ways than one. Um, and uh, so now having her apartment spotless, especially with the fear of having her father stop by. Well, her, her apartment in the gardens is paid for by the church. Her father stops by when he's in town. So the fear of soul was kind of shot into her at that moment. Um, fussing a lot, making sure that it's ready for, for Gabriel when he gets here. It's time for her to get to work. She does not want to give in to this guy who's come into her house and killed her assistant. Now she's feeling pretty lost without, without help, right? So Juno, just to be clear, Juno has contacted a cleaner, somebody to clean up like the blood. Yes. Um, a, a woman arrives. Where's the body? The body is gone. Yeah. Where? Where is the body gone? I also have my secrets. I also have my tools. I just need you to take care of what's re- left. This is good. This is good. Uh, this, uh, this rug, this furniture, uh, you like? You attached? It can be bought again. All gone. Take it away. Okay. Uh, okay. Very good. You leave. Thank you. Okay. I... Bye. Okay. okay. Well. Bye. I. Don't you, don't you care what I have to say? Okay, Everyone bye. always seems <laughs> to care what I have to say. Okay, bye. I honestly, I will pay you extra to just... Bye, 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 bye. She just like hushes you out of the room and then closes the door. And then you, you just hear like... <laughs> I have never... Okay, get yourself together. Hang on to get yourself together. You are fine. We are going to lay off the wine for a little while. We are going to be okay. Worse things have happened. Worse things have happened. We need to connect with the people. We need to make what's been wronged right. I need to make this right. And she starts walking on foot towards the locks something that she would normally never dream of doing Alrighty, we will uh we will leave juno walking towards the locks for now asteroid side of the station gone gone yeah physicist nanny <laughs> the <laughs> asteroids are there <laughs> second character now. sheet <laughs> ready to go yeah glade knowing that you now have this new task from the scotsman what is glade doing I'm assuming I've got the information for the mission. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Would have been sent to you. Yeah, I'm not telling you because Glade knows. No, I was kidding. Uh, the <laughs> you are to escort Glade to Gizenshaw Station. Juno? Escort Juno. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah Clay does know. know. I didn't play the name game as much as you guys. Yeah. Know, we play it. We play a couple improv games before we start recording to to you know loosen us up, lube us up, if you will, creatively speaking. No. Uh, I mean, Catherine won't, but if you, if the rest of you will, uh, to lube us up, creatively speaking. So to take. Juno to Gizenshaw Station. Gizenshaw Station? Gizenshaw, yep. J-I-Z-Z-C-U-M. <laughs> Capital J. Yep. <laughs> Gizenshaw? Gizenshaw. So, uh... Yeah, oh, it is... Wait. This has become no clearer. <laughs> Just everywhere. Okay, sorry. It's spelled like it sounds. Giz. What? Giz. what does that mean? Giz. In Shaw, yeah, station. Giz and Okay, I'm gonna actually spell it. G I Z. That's how you can tell it's a Canadian podcast. G I Z E N. Dash S H A. Space. S T A. T I O N. Sid. What? Q. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Z and the Q are silent. Uh, Idiot. What in the fucking early 2000s kid toy spelling is that? <laughs> Simple shit. XX420 We've reached the point in the day that we're just trying to break each other. Yeah, no, it's just a competition. You're absolutely correct. Uh, but yeah, that is, those are your instructions. Okay. Would I, so I'm going to get ready for that mission, but um, would I, would Glade know who the enemies of the Scotsman are? The Scotsman have, has, Scotsman has a number of enemies. <laughs> One hundred percent. I'm the French. I'm the Scots. Damn Scots! They in Scotland. Scotland. Uh, yeah, no. You see, um, the 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 redcoats are a gang that have, no. have been muscling in on his territories. Will yeah. you add that to the Google Drive? Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. canon. Yeah, the redcoats are a gang. Uh, Tricorn hats, knee-high stockings, <laughs> fucking dumbass, puffy wigs, bullshit. <laughs> fuck it, yeah. All right, Redcoats gang, hell yeah. Uh, the Redcoat Redcoats gang are a uh, one of the biggest thorns in the Scotsman side, at least in Gate City. So the Scotsman, his organization spans quite far over the Promethean Highway, but it's definitely like a mile wide and an inch deep in some places. So he, the Redcoats actually have challenged the Scotsman quite extensively here at home in Gate City, and they're, they're quite a big thorn in his side. You also know he has no love for the Jesuits of Christ. Um, they have clashed in the past, but he's also sold them weapons in the past. It's kind of hard to pin him down. He's very pragmatic from your dealings with him. Would I have a way of contacting the Redcoats? Paul Revere? No, that was, that's the other. That's, he was on the other side. He was on the other side. They shut up. Oh, what's all this then? Yeah, I'm sure you, you, Glade would know a way of of contacting the the Redcoats for sure. Okay, I want to send a message to them. Okay, what does the message say? Whatever form that would be. <clears throat> dove. A dove. I'm close to the Scotsman, and I want him dead. Let's work together. Interesting. Go ahead and make a persuade check for me. 
unless and you don't have to tell me which but unless glade is has a maneuver here and is bullshitting in which case you can use fast talk in either case you don't have to let me know which one it is but just your choice just let me know whether you succeed or not i'm gonna spend five luck points to succeed succeed okay hmm you get a message back uh and it just says pip pip cheerio and all that (laughs) (laughs) uh what's up yeah, there's like a tin whistle. This is like the minute you you start opening up the text message, a tin whistle starts playing in the background. Says, God save the queen and all that. Yes. Ah, oh, well, wonderful. Ah, uh, wondrous news. We have discussed it amongst ourselves, being gentlemen of most outstanding character. And we find your proposition somewhat agreeable. What are your terms? And then there's a. A gif of the Black Knight from Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the text, you can hear the terrible dental <clears throat> hype. <laughs> um, you can have anything and everything the Scotsman holds. I just want the pleasure of killing him myself. Ah. Help me set it up. Revenge! A gentleman's sport, if ever there was one. Oh, good God. Wonderful. Pip pip. Ah, quite bracing. Indeed. Well, this will take some time to set in motion. However, details, they must be ironed out. Tactics, they must be tacticed. Excellent. Outstanding. Cheerio. We'll see you at the Opium Den, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's uh, it's an Opium Den that the, the Redcoats have opened in the locks. I don't know. I'm not always funny, guys. You know, sometimes oh, I'm, not, I'm not talking an opium den with a ten foot fucking pole, Brian. Absolutely not. But yeah, they seem interested. They seem interested at the very least. I will say this, and this is something that Glade would know: the Scotsman has a very brutal reputation. You do not fuck around with him at all. On the other hand, he doesn't backstab. He's not known for going back on his word. He's he, you know, If he tells you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And if he can't, he gives you a reason. The Redcoats have a shaky reputation. They have given their word countless times and rescinded it. They are... It's been noted that they've made agreements with other gangs and then just gone back on it the second it was convenient... You would know that the, yeah, the Redcoats don't have that solid reputation that kind of the Scotsman has, like, for all of his brutality. So if they think it's in their best interests to aid you in this moment, you know that they'll do so. And if they think it's in your their best interests to betray you, then they'll do that as well. Would I also know how to contact the Jesuits of Christ? You probably, you wouldn't know how to do that directly, but Glade could figure that out glade could like get to the bottom of that um, yeah i want to okay all right all right glade glade all right all right glade mm-hmm. glade all right you know there is a a shelter that has been set up in the locks by the church of his light in theory in reality, everyone in the Knox, in the, in the Knox, everyone in the locks knows that 
the shelter is actually a front for the Jesuits of Christ operations. So you know that that's kind of the the main place that they congregate. That's the only way I could figure talking to them is going in person. That would, yeah, that would be, that would be the way. Quickest and fastest way for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mess, hmm, would I have Juno's contact? At this point, almost certainly. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. usually would go through Percy. Because yeah, Percy's. Percy's, Percy was usually your go-between. You would have Juno's contact. You just probably wouldn't have used it because it's not very professional. It's like more likely for you to go through Percy. However, Percy is indisposed at the moment. So, yeah, you would absolutely have... Uh, More like he is disposed. Oh! <laughs> Got him. Don't get on fake dead, guys. Uh, yeah, but okay. yeah. Uh, yes, short answer is yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send a message to Juno. Okay. Saying, I know you need to get off station. I know where, and I'm going to get you there. Okay. I will rendezvous with you. What time of day is it? We're going to say it's probably getting on noon at this point. Okay. I will rendezvous. Was there a timeline on this? I'm getting Juno to... As soon as possible. You rely on the wrong (laughs) 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 I don't miss. I sent a message to Juno... I'll be there this evening. I'll pick you up this evening at your place. Juno, you get this message. What are you doing? I don't know who this person thinks she is, but she left me there. She left me at home. Another message comes in. I'm sorry about Percy. Fuck, you're sorry about Percy. But we're moving on. I do need to leave. She sends back. But I will not meet you at my home. There's a very angry French lady and I don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) She also kicked me out of my own space. So I am disguised to the best of my ability, which means that I have not dried my hair or put on makeup or got dressed in any particular way. But I have all of my things. I will meet you in the locks. I will meet you at the Church of His Light in the locks. You can pick me up there. I will be waiting. Is Juno going right there? To the best of her ability. Yeah, for sure. Juno would probably know where this place is, although I can't imagine Juno would have gone there before. I cannot imagine she would have gone there before, or if she had, she definitely did not need to navigate herself there. Gotcha. Okay, go ahead and and, uh, make an intelligence check for me. I, uh, she succeeds. Succeeds. Okay. You fumble around a little bit. Uh, there are a couple of moments where Juno goes to ask somebody for directions and then gets stared down and very uncharacteristically wisely, you know, turns herself away and you manage to orient yourself. I am yourself. very wise. <laughs> very I would wise. like you to know that I am very wise. That's right, because you're a druid. Okay, fair enough. No, uh, sorry. Sorry, dumb d and joke. <laughs> you, you do manage to make your way there and you see as you, you approach this, you're used to the Church of His Light being very ostentatious, gilded kind of thing. This is a warehouse. There is a 
a very basic uh, kind of sign that just says Church of His Light on it, and then under it, uh, shelter. And you see someone who is wearing what is recognizably the robes of a a priest of the Church of His Light. And he's just hunched against the wall. He's got a cigarette puffing on it and you can see deep black bags under his eyes as you see two figures come out two figure two people they're people fuck it i don't know they're not cylinders they're two two human beings uh come out from of the building uh and you can see one in his forehead has a cross like that seems to have been cut, like some sort of scarification. Uh, and you see the, the cleric just kind of look up at them and immediately kind of picks himself up a little bit, but doesn't lose that like tired air. Just like puts a cigarette down, kind of stamps it out. And as you're getting closer, you can hear them talking. And uh, the figure with the cross cut into his forehead says, you know better than anyone the cost of our charity. They will attend the service. They will learn the truth of his light. Or they will not get shelter here. And the very tired-looking priest says, I, of course, of course, you contribute more than anyone to this shelter. We appreciate it, and we will bring his light, but I, I can't help but wonder if, if we show the mercy first, maybe his love and grace... No more excuses. They will show the appropriate devotion to his light, or they can starve. And they turn around and walk away, and you just see this cleric kind of like slump back against the wall and just, as the other two walk past you, don't even, not even looking at you, this man is just there, shoulders slumped. Juno walks in kind of past the cleric to the altar or what I imagine is probably a bit of a... As you go to walk into the building... Oh, God. Asteroid. It's <laughs> fucking gone. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's this so... is my least favorite joke. <laughs> it's, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good bit. I'll stop doing it. The... No, it's a good bit. <laughs> and it's, it's a good bit favorite. because it pisses me off. <laughs> the, uh, this priest... Uh, kind of looks up at you and, and you can see him just hitch this like smile into his face and hello, my child. And uh, do I, do I know you? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm honestly, I'm waiting for someone and was drawn in. Of course. Do you, are you hungry? Have you eaten? You know what? Now, now that you mention it, I haven't. Slips the mind some days. Come on in. I'll, I'll get you something. We'll, we'll rustle something up for you. Come on in. Thank you. He leads you inside. Uh, and he, he just looks at you and says, Are you... And no pressure. No judgment. I, do you follow his light? I did. <laughs> I did very devoutly for most of my life. And 
I hate to tell you that my faith has been shaken. And perhaps has taken a form that is less pure recently. But soul has ways of steering you back home, even if they are not what you wanted. That is... Um... You can tell me at any point if you don't care about my opinion, if you don't care about what I have to say, and that is fine. That's fine. I understand better than you might expect exactly what it feels like to reach out to him and to not... I'm sorry that you are feeling so cut off. I know what it, it feels like to feel that you're lost in the dark. And to feel something that provided you warmth and guidance for so much of your life to be suddenly missing and you see this like tired look on his face and he says, I wish, I wish I could tell you that it will come back magically one day, this feeling sometimes, sometimes it doesn't go ahead and make a psychology check for me. I'll give you a bonus dice on this. Psychology rather than psychoanalysis? <laughs> I'd let it be psychoanalysis. Okay, then it is a hard success. On a hard success, you know you know what it looks like when somebody's trying to keep up the facade of a faith that they no longer hold for an ulterior motive, mm -hmm. for a different reason. I know it because that's where I'm at. <laughs> it's very easy for you to relate to on a hard success there's an instinctive understanding of why and it's not for his sake there's this person in front of you who wants to help people who wants to take care of people and has looked around for the resources to do so but has only found them coming from this source that he doesn't find particularly tasteful he, he might find it very distasteful in fact as he's talking to you, you can see he's he's trying to help you find your faith again, but he doesn't have it himself. And he can't lead you there because he doesn't know that journey himself. I, um, I hold up my hand so he'll grab it. He does. And when he grabs my hand, I put my other upon his and I pull him close and put my hand on the back of his head and pull his head close. And I whisper into his ear, You are right to believe in the power of his love. Believe in that. They cannot control you in a place with no anger and no wanting and no pain. And I am sorry. 
I am sorry for where you are now. As you pull him in closer, he narrows his eyes, and then they go wide. Faith. Ido's just crying. (laughs) Are you are you okay? I am waiting, and I will be gone soon. But I need you to believe in his love. Beyond me and beyond yourself and beyond anyone who may take action against you, they are no more powerful than soul. And while our corporeal forms may not outlive them, soul's light and soul's love will. Make a persuade or fast talk check for me whether you think this is coming from Juno sincerely or not. You don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a extreme success. Extreme success. Okay. You see him eyes kind of flicker and they close and he frowns a little bit and, and that hand that you're holding he just squeezes it so tight it, it doesn't hurt but it, it it's just the side of it. He says, I... It doesn't... It doesn't matter about soul. I don't... They'll probably kill me for this. I don't care about his love. I care about... These people. I want... You don't need to be burdened with my problems, Faith. I I am sure you have plenty of your own. I will... I will get you some food. Stay here as long as you'd like. If there's anything you need, let me know. And then he... Is there a, a hood to Glade's ensemble? Like a clothes that... Or not, Juno. Juno, sorry. Juno's ensemble. Yeah, yes. He just looks around quickly, and then he just pulls your hood up. Uh, and he just says, Some have been seeking you. There's been talk about you. Just keep your head down. Don't let them see you. Thank you. Be safe. Again, anything I can do. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He guides you to a seat and leaves you. Juno. Glade. <laughs> One more time. Brian. Brian. <laughs> Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> oh, man. Tis oh. Too many wobbly pops. <laughs> what we'll say is we've, we see Juno sitting in this church. Very, very plain church. Not used to, not what she's used to at all. We see Juno, or we see uh, Lyft, Doug, and Piotr moving as fast as they can. Doug and Lyft trying to shuffle Piotr along as Ned Leds circle overhead. Uh, a, a rare sight in in the locks. You usually don't see Ned Leds in the do- in the locks. Glade, what is Glade doing at the moment? Glade wanted to visit the. I'm sorry, I forget what you called it. Where I could contact the Jesuits. That would be this place. There the is, same place? Yes, the same place. Okay. We see Glade outside of this building, looking up at it, 
considering her options. And then in the distance, leaving a very damaged looking tenement building, like a very rundown looking building. We see a man in a wide brimmed hat just lift up his head. See Glade standing there and in the distance smile and the smile is marred by a scar that runs from the tip of his mouth to his ear as he turns and walks away. And that's where we'll end tonight's episode. Thanks for making it this far. This podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Brian Gashgarian. All the music in the podcast is composed by me. Special thanks to Carlin for her voiceover work, as always, and to Alex, Leah, Tom, and Catherine for lending me their talent for this. As a reward for making it to the end, I would like to remind you that platypuses lay eggs and produce milk but have no nipples. Most of all, thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next time. So I'll do one and then I'll get you guys to do another one. So this episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language, and the socio-historical impacts of British imperialism. Viewer discretion. No, it's not a viewer. Listener nope. discretion. Is Listener. There we go. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Amazing. This episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language, and the socio-historical impacts of British imperialism. Listener discretion is advised. This episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language, and the socio-historical impacts of British imperialism. Listener discretion is advised. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just so funny going around and saying, yeah, this contains this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dave this. This episode. <laughs> Duty noise. <laughs> this episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language, and the socio-historical impacts of British imperialism. Listener discretion is advised. No, no, no. no, no, no. See, he knows I was going to do something too. Which I totally want. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. Go, 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 go. <laughs> we all, as soon as Tom finished, I was like zeroed in. What the fuck is it going to be? This episode contains scenes of violence, gore, adult language. And the discussion of the socio-historical impacts of the perfidious English. Your discretion's advice. <laughs> <laughs>